For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Oh, welcome to the show. It's got a bit of buzz about it, that <laughs> intro music this morning. Have you hyped that up a bit, Gibbo? Just no, I don't know. Played it at there. 1.2 speed. Adam, I, I don't know. No, it's the same as it's always been. I think sometimes you've either had a coffee, so it feels I, a bit different, and you haven't I, had a coffee. haven't had a coffee this morning. Good I, morning, it's the everyone. It's same. Oh, your burger? Good morning. Morning, Nick. Oh, your burger? Have you, have you had nah. your... No. Nah. What's happening? I just... I'm going to attack it a different way this morning. I'm going to duck really? out during one of the ad breaks, pre-order, and go across there. The mid-show. The oh, mid-show hit. Gibbo, that, that is us or, and or you, national broadcaster, with an opportunity to host <laughs> if the great man goes across the road to get his burger. Well, you know, he's going to be away over, what, next couple of weeks, and all I need is one pull-out, Nick. One pull-out, and then I'm on. I've got two more shows for the year. Have you? I'm gone for oh, next week. The next, you, you sound real upset four, about it. Four weeks. <laughs> that was I got a, two shows for the year. That was a tinge of oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Who would you like to come in and be my guest presenter? Anyone out there? Anyone got any requests? We do have one lined up for next week as well. Uh, Steve O'Keefe. Socky. Socky. But um, what? But is, am I driving? You're driving. You say he's going to be in the passenger seat. <laughs> Not as easy as it looks, pal. Oh, man, 12 to 3. On, didn't listen to the long lunch the last two Fridays, buddy. No, I didn't. Oh. But you're on. <laughs> you idiot. You idiot. That was more than two weeks ago. No, last. No, no. Two, it was yesterday and the Friday before. Welcome to the Mowers Club, what? by the way. <laughs> We're just having our pre-meeting meeting on air for the first three minutes of the oh, show. Oh, the printer's up the duff. <laughs> yes. No good. Up the Hillary. Uh, SEN 1170 in Sydney is 1620 on the Gold Coast and SENQ 693. They'll be, uh, as They'll they be happy. say, in f- the footy world, the huge world that it is, half of Australia. Oh. They'll be up and about this morning in Brisbane. They'll about. be up and about. Get around them, the Brisbane Lions. Good on the Lions. Yes, very we'll get good. get through that. We'll go through that later in the show with Kane Corns, who's going to join us, um, uh, AFL opinion maker and taker, and uh, he's doing a huge charity run, Kane. so we'll touch base with him. We'll talk the uh, AFL side of things. And Channel 9 Sports Broadcasting Royalty, Zach Bailey, will join us, fresh from, and I must say, off the top of the show, given that we are the Mowers Club and this is spring and we're all getting hyped and I mowed my lawn through the week, and Nick, you're probably the same as well. The job that the person or persons did at Penrith to prepare that pitch last night with the pattern was elite in the extreme. Yep. It's your time to shine if you're a, if you're a curator grounds person out there. September. September. You've just got that beautiful new growth coming through. All the eyeballs on you. It's your time to shine. And, and to wow. now to the curator at Amy Park. Yes. Shark, Shark Park. Yep. And Allianz Stadium. Good luck. You need to be out there today. That's the standards being with set. You, with, the, with your Toro putting patterns in. I, I want some sort of swirl. I want I wanted one to look like a cinnamon scroll. <laughs> Do you know that, that uh, they did that Leicester City in the Premier League? And they told 
the groundsman, can you please knock it off? It's fizzing everyone out when they're watching. <laughs> it looked like one it's of like those. one of those things you used to go and stand up really close to and then you'd take it away and then a thing, uh, yeah, yeah. some sort of oh, shape look, would appear. It's a donkey. No, it's not. <laughs> a unicorn. No, it's not. It's a kite. What? <laughs> yeah, one of them. One of them. Uh, so, yeah, we've got uh, Zach coming on later on. He's actually going to be in, in the studio. He's going to join us. Yes. Uh, he might want to host the next few weeks. Brett Phillips is going to join us as well. Uh, to talk a bit of tennis. Do you he's sick of talking about the tennis, old BP? Nah. I spoke to him yesterday. <laughs> BP loves the tennis. He does. He absolutely froths over the tennis. So we'll talk to BP about the fact that Kasper Rudd is through, the Norwegian is through to the US Open final, and you reckon that made Nick Kyrgios happy? Nah. Nah. <laughs> oh, that was his path. That was his Grand Slam in waiting. Is he it in the weekend review? I hope it is. We'll chat, Nick. Yeah, the smashing of the rackets. The smash. Yeah, it was an obliteration. Of the rackets. He just smashed them. Smashing. And uh, we've got the other semi-final coming up between Francis Tifo and Carlos Alcaraz, which will be very watchable, and we'll keep you up to date with that through the program as well. Uh, we've got an unknown quantity from the Australian cricket side joining us. We're waiting on uh, confirmation about exactly who. But it looks like Aaron Finch is going to retire from white ball cricket today. No more one-day cricket for him, and he'll be involved in the T20 World Cup next month as well. So... Uh, I don't know. It felt like it's very well time for Aaron Finch to uh, to plan plan the jump before the push. Absolutely. If you know what I mean. That's fair enough. Well, what, a, what a place to uh, go for your like swan song. First, you've got Townsville against Zimbabwe. Maybe score some runs there. Fortunately, it didn't happen. Mm. And then Cairns. Like a nice trip to Cairns to uh, maybe yeah. Great Barrier Reef, Gilligan's Island. Leave the of- cricket kit in the change rooms and... Stride off, yeah, boys. <laughs> that stumps. <laughs> Lift the bales off and see us later. What was the most? We'll look this up. The the one of the most unique retirements that you've seen. Ooh. Like someone just went, you know what? I'm done. So yeah, and left all their gear in the locker and just walked out. Mal Meninga retired oh. from politics. <laughs> <laughs> that was unique. That was unique. About oh, half a game into his career. Think yeah, close to my heart. The Michael Jordan retirement was a. I'm out. He's going to play basketball. Ah, baseball. Tom Brady. I'm out. I'm back. Yeah. I'm potentially out again. Hopefully he suits up on the weekend. Yeah, I'm I'm out. Oh, wait a minute. I've got to take all the kids to school. I've got to take all the kids to school. I've got to hang out with my supermodel wife and I've got to play golf. Hang on. What? Hang on. I could get paid $350 to be a broadcaster. Actually, I'll play one more season. (laughs) I'm 45. (laughs) Idiot. Last night, rugby league, rugby league, uh, rugby league. Penrith, too good for Para, but was uh, it a game that gave us a heap of information about exactly what's going to transpire? Penrith, very good, but Para weren't quite there. Can be much, much better. Can't rule them out. Is my take yours? Yep, they were close. Uh, the Mitch Moses concussion was probably where the full stop of the game went. It, mm. They just didn't complete in the second half. Parramatta, I think they were five or six. Like their completion rate in the second half was woeful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in finals footy against the top side, you need to be able to complete and, and put the pressure on. Uh, and then, yeah, it, it, it ran away from them at the end. Um, but <laughs> now all the pressure now turns to Parramatta for the straight sets bounce out. And Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so who do they cross over with? It depends on what happens Melbourne. with yeah. Melbourne. Definitely they get Melbourne. the winner of Melbourne and Canberra. And Canberra. Okay. That could easily be straight sets. That could out easily too. Be like if um, 
if Mitch Moses is yeah. out for next week, like last night, I mean, not to put crap on anyone, but the guy replaced, like Jake Arthur came on, <laughs> put one straight <laughs> yeah, in. Not to put crap on anyone, but. And, and then you've nearly gone, the guy that came on to replace him. And <laughs> yeah, going, well, oh, everyone could probably work out who that was. Well, he put one straight in the touch. Viliami Kikau runs straight over him. Then Dylan Brown, you thought, may have stepped up a little bit, but. Yeah, in attack, they were left one. I, I find it hard to believe, even if it is Melbourne, that provided Moses, his head clears, yeah. that they have an issue next week at home, full house, Combank. I can't see... Them losing? No. Nah. Yeah, really? well, that's a good point. Really? Well, if it depends really? if Canberra, really? if Canberra no, get I'm there. I'm just making it up. They've got a pretty <laughs> strong forward pack. If Canberra yes. Raiders can somehow topple... Storm at home, which they've done the last four times. Mm. Like they, they could beat Parramatta. They've got good outside backs, good kicking game, great mm-hmm. forward pack. Yeah, that'd be good. It'd be good. And we've got those two games uh, later today, so we'll, we'll go through those a bit later with Zach Bailey um, as well. Uh, and Taylor May. Well, the karma bus got him, didn't it? <laughs> After uh, what happened. Could you understand the... The fact that they delayed the suspension or no, not having it. I can't, un- can't understand. I can't understand. Can't comprehend. I can't comprehend. Well, why have it in the first place? I don't understand it. Mm. I don't. Why I do it now? Oh. Is it because he was there, there, the, the actual result of his um, charge was so long found this week? So they had to act on it this week. Which goes to show, if you're going to play guardian and have an automatic rule about something, never make closed-ended statements. Never. But there's some precedent. <laughs> NFL fans will be out there. There's been some precedent. There's uh, Deshaun Watson over in the states. He's gone through a similar sort of thing, and where and when the punishment could be. Alvin Kamara in the NFL, he's doing the same sort of thing. They don't think his punishment is going to be found out by the courts this year, so they're going to let him play for the whole year. So. There is some precedent around the world, but if you're going to give, I think it's like, oh, they. It's difficult. It's difficult, but you can make it harder for yourself. You can make it harder for you if you want to play. Mm. Anyway. Judge and jury at the same time. Uh, the footy last <coughs> night, the AFL footy, Melbourne. Wow. Out. Out. Max G A W N. Melbourne are maxed. They are gone. Reigning premiers, straight yeah. sets. Straight sets. And at times, two weeks ago, we had two goals, 16 points in front of the Sydney Swans and got run down. And then last night, taking on a side that they beat by 60 points on Brisbane's home deck two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, they would, they looked comfortable early. They jumped out. They, If they had a kick straight, it could have been mission to – far for the Brisbane Lions, uh, but they, they kept a minute and just watching the game and just Brisbane kicking, oh, they got to 22 points and then they kicked a couple more. And you're like, oh, hang on, this is only 10 points here. And mm. um, they the, the way the game sort of felt and, and went on the field, um, you thought Melbourne were dominating, but Brisbane got some ascendancy back. And when they did and they were only 10 points down due to Melbourne's uh, poor kicking, um yeah, they were they were really good, really good Brisbane. It was a a, good, a big win for a club that hadn't won uh, a big finals game or or a game at the MCG for a long time. Uh, so well done there to the Brisbane Lions and everyone listening on SENQ and SEN Gold Coast. We very excited because they're a chance. Mm. 
They're a chance of going back down there and and uh, and knocking off Geelong next week. Joe Danaher had a pretty good day without doing anything. What? Become a dad, or he did something nine months yeah. ago, but became a dad and then got through to a prelim. He got through to a <laughs> by missing it by being at the birth, which was completely fair enough. Would but, you? Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. What miss a game of yep. footy to or miss everything to be at the birth? Yep. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Lifetime of hearing about it if you don't. <laughs> you're, you're coming from a on, long way back on two you? fronts. You're coming from a long way back. Where were you, Dad, when I was born? Um, watching a game of footy in another part of the world. <laughs> Not watching a game of footy. No, but if if it was me, you'd be obviously watching. no way good enough to actually play one of these games. But mm. yeah, it's uh, no, it's something that you can completely understand. What? When did it change? Did it change during your career? That mm. it was like, oh no, you can't be calm to see the birth of your child. You've got to be involved in the foot. It was it. Yeah, had it changed again, by the time it you become a little bit more, a little bit more prevalent than Darren Jolly. He's it was two thousand six grand final. His partner gave birth, I reckon, on a Thursday, mm. and he nearly didn't play. <laughs> what? It's a Thursday. Yeah, it's a whole different story. Okay, fair enough. Leave that there. Leave that there. Leave that right there. And then later today, we've got Collingwood and Fremantle. And we'll chat with that, uh, chat about that with Kane Corns a bit later on. That the golf. That is going to be huge. Um, so the golf, the BMW PGA Championship will resume. Ironically enough, it's yeah. going to be a 54-hole <laughs> I hope he doesn't win. Event. If he, Rory. if my man wins a 54-hole event. <laughs> Live golf style. We'll just absolutely cave in on him. <laughs> He's going to shoot 37 over. No, it's because of um, Queen Elizabeth's yeah. passing. So. Tristan at topsport.com.au. You just lay Rory because he will not win a 54-hole <laughs> tournament on the principle of the thing. Has there been a lot of queening going around? Brucing. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've seen some oh, some of the most famous people in world sport with the, the photo of the queen. Uh, look, if you're going to do it for someone, <laughs> fair Bruce? enough. Bruce? Bruce. Then the Queen and then anyone else, no, no, no joy. Well, Bruce is Australia's kind of monarchy when it comes to Australian sport. Exactly. He's the head of the monarchy. He's, he is. Sport. He's the king of broadcast. King of broadcast. And you've got... Queen, queen of everything. Queen of everything. <laughs> queen of most things. Queen so. of most things. There's been some absolute, like, gems on social media. No, there's been a lot of brucing or lizzying, but there's been some absolute great memes and videos coming out, unfortunately, of passing the death, but... It's been great to be on social media. It's um, it's a fertile ground, social media, when something like this happens. But we're, in terms of sport, uh, Premier League and all football in England, uh, in the UK, has been postponed this weekend. Golf, they'll play the 54-hole. I think the government said to all the sporting bodies over there, you can do what you want, but just try and pay your respects if you can. Yeah, but why wouldn't you just play? I don't know. <laughs> why wouldn't know. you? Yeah. Would it not be a good opportunity to... Pay respects and celebrate. There are, there are certain elements, especially with football, and it, see next weekend might get postponed as well because the funeral is going to be on. We understand Monday, September nineteen, and a lot of the policing efforts that are going to go have to go into, you know, keeping a watch over all the world's leaders coming to London for it. Mm-hmm. They're going to take away police resources for the weekend, for the games, for the games. You, but you don't need you don't need much security and police at football games, do no, you? Of course not. No, it's a, bit, it's a beautiful place to go and watch a game of football. Everyone gets on really well. Exactly. Yeah, uh, but you look at it, for some 
clubs, it can become a bit of a political thing as well. Namely, a club like Celtic, mm-hmm. who wouldn't, don't really associate themselves with the monarchy mm-hmm. too closely. So, they, so they're playing. No. They're not playing. They're not playing. They're not playing. No, I, I think all all football across the UK has said, Look, let's all take a break. That's how we're going to pay our respects. But cricket, they're going yeah. to play. Um, they, they've basically told uh, the people who are rocking up to the Oval for the uh, match def- uh, series-defining match, South Africa-England, mm. three-day match now. Follow-on has now been reduced from 200 to 150, trying to get a result. And Basball might come to effect and they'll get a result. But uh, they've said no fancy dress because everyone dresses up when they go to test cricket in England. No fancy dress. Um, the advertising signage has changed to marks of respect from the, the sponsoring mm-hmm. companies and the bar is now not open until after play starts as opposed to 9am <laughs> at the ground. <laughs> so they're just tweaking things a tweaking little bit to pay their a little bit. And fair enough too. But I, I think she, I'm not going to speak for She'd be happy for things to keep rolling on. Especially the races. The races. It's been a lot of that. A lot of jockeys posting, oh, I'm honoured to wear the Queen's colours, Brucey. Yeah. Did you see as well, they're going to change the national anthem for day three of that test match or day First time. First time sung. So if they had it played, because rain. God save the king. So rain. God save um, the queen. There was no play on day three. They'll be in the studio. They've got to bloody re-record it. Yeah. And then day three, yeah, it'll be uh, God save the king. Day th- So, yeah. So day one got binned because of rain. rain where they would have played God Save the Queen because Ben Stokes won the toss. Yep. And then, well, now day two or day three will be a new anthem. Mm. There you go. First time ever. What about those that were just about to line up to receive a letter? From yep. the Queen? Yeah. Turned 100. You just need to tuck one around a backward point to make it to 100. Why don't they just go on the computer and just change the name? Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought so. Just stamp it. Just stamp, stamp it. it. There's just someone there just sitting there with a stamp of a signature. Electronic, yeah. electronic signature. Oh, Elliot Smith from uh, Bondi. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Next one. <laughs> on you, Elliot. Uh, Taylor May from McHugh on the text line. Text line 0457 736 736. When Taylor May dragged that bloke to the ground, he should have come down with a forearm to the head at Nelson Special. Then he wouldn't have missed any games. Just a fine. <laughs> yeah. Good start. Mm. Gregory. Ah, Greg from Gundagai. Parramatta are gone, regardless of Mitchell Moses playing. They are always going to be that team that makes the top eight and then do nothing when it counts. I feel sorry for Jake Arthur. He's not just up to it. He's just not up to it. Thank you, Greg. It's really sharp from Greg this morning. Usually he's a bit more kind of jovial. That was to the point. Yeah. That was to the point. I'm not, we don't know where he's where the races are, where he's off to today. That was very to the point, Greg. We'll get his tip later on. Greg, we will. going to go on the text line 0457 736 736. Um, I mentioned the tennis before as well, Casper uh, Rudd is through to the final. We're awaiting the second semi final, and uh, yeah, well, uh, the the women's final is this time tomorrow with Ons Jabur playing Iga Sviantek in uh, the final. Well said. Which meant that Caroline Garcia, the six dollar hope, which was juicy odds with the bet for Top Sport. Stopped that train as well last week with the bet with Tristan. We'll speak to Tristan Melham from topsport.com.au. And later in the show, Nick, I'm going to give you five. I don't want to do it here and rush through it. I'm going to give you five minutes to get all the NFL excitement off your chest. Yes. Okay. Opening weekend. Week one. It's week one. So it's called. It's not opening weekend? No, it's week one. Why is it week one? Because it's week one. That's how how we roll in the NFL. It's week one. Not opening day or anything. It's week one. 
Opening weekend of the NFL. We'll talk about it a bit later on. The world game. <laughs> Seeing you arced up about that, I'm going to make sure I do it. We're off to a break on the Mowers Club. Back in a moment with Tristan. Is of innovation. Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Welcome back to the show. Now um, he's moved up one in the uh, ascension to the throne. He's now 87th in line for the, uh, the House of Windsor. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Lord Sir Tristan Merlihan, how when, are you? When's your birthday and when can I have a day off, Lord? Hey, Adam, I, I, you've got that completely wrong. I'm 76. Okay. I, I, did the, uh, I did everything there this morning too. So, yeah, get, get, getting a little bit closer, but, yeah, still a fair way away. So, but, yeah, uh, Nick, I, I think you can have a day off uh, maybe the day after the Swannies win the grand final in about two weeks. Yeah, oh, that's what I'm just trying to work out here. And McHugh sent a text message in. Nick asked how many public holidays. So do we now, do we take the King's birthdays as well? Do we just add a few more public holidays into this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then uh, the day after the Top Sport Christmas party is the Lord's <laughs> public holiday. That's when I normally have my day off, so that's uh, that's always a good one too. So we, uh, yeah, no, there's got to be a few uh, few different uh, uh, public holidays potentially added. I think. Uh, Tristan joining us from topsport.com.au. I mentioned before the break, Tristan, that uh, unfortunately the hundred for the charity just went up in flames yesterday with Caroline Garcia. I thought she was on track to just blitz it and yeah, win her first Grand Slam, but. Uh, didn't happen, so we've got Schwerentek and, and Ons Jabeur in the final of the women's, and we're just about to see this semi-final. They're walking out on court right now, actually, for the men's, second men's semi-final. Alcaraz and TFO, and Alcaraz with about seven minutes sleep after his semi-final, the other, uh, quarter-final <laughs> the other day against Yannick Sinner. Yeah, no, well, that, uh, you're right. I thought Caroline Garcia was looking in a good spot too, but just couldn't quite get it done. But what about that game between Alcaraz and Sinner? That was fantastic. And you're right, he wouldn't have had a lot of sleep, but he does go into the match as the favourite. He's $1.46, TFO $2.80. He, he got through his quarterfinal quite comfortably. So he'll have a bit of gas in the tank there. Three and a half is the line and 41 and a half the total game. So, yeah, it should be a good game if, if it's anything like the other day. I think we're in for a beauty. What about the footy last night? Um, did Penrith, uh, Penrith's win change anything at the top of the market in terms of an uh, NRL Premiership winner? Uh, it certainly didn't change anything from Penrith's point of view. They were still a very firm favourite, but it just, I think, eroded some of the fantasies some of those Parramatta fans had of potentially winning a Premiership. <laughs> 1986 <laughs> is a long time. <laughs> They've gone from $6 out to $9. They Ooh. were in the second favourite uh, before last night, and there was a bit of support coming out of that camp. But uh, being a uh, Penrith slash Titans fan, I was quite happy to see that result. ninety. the Panthers, now the, the favourites. Cronulla, now second pick. I think the game tonight is huge for the premiership betting between Cronulla and the Cowboys, because the winner of that goes straight through to week three. They get on the opposite side of the draw to Penrith, and... Um, yeah, they'll firm up significantly whoever wins. So they're $8, Cowboys $9. It's very even away from uh, Penrith. The Storm and the Eels both at $9. Then the Roosters 10 the Bunnies 18 Whoever wins that game tomorrow is going to firm significantly as well between the Roosters and the Rabbits because you can see them both coming in with a bit of momentum and uh, a bit of head of, head of steam uh, to make a run over the next three weeks. Uh, Melbourne crashing out in straight sets last night. Did that make you happy? Did you did you have a stack of multis going into Melbourne winning the AFL Premiership? Not necessarily the comp. We uh, we had a pretty even book there, but it was certainly a uh, a good result on the match betting. Yeah, the lines were, were they were big drifters, particularly when. Um, uh, when Danaher uh, withdrew from the side yesterday, there was a stack of money for the Demons. So that was uh, that was something we were very happy with that result at Top Sport. And it's seen the Lions 
firm up significantly. They were the biggest outsiders to win the comp before last night. I think they were $26 and they're into $8 now. Third favourite behind the Cats at two ten, the Swannies two ninety, then the Pies are $9 and Fremantle $17. So uh, certainly an exciting game. Haven't they been all good games in the AFL so far? They've been a, it's been a very, very exciting final series. They have been rippers. Because we just have the coin toss here at... Uh... Arthur Ashe Stadium. He's in the away shorts. They've got the same top on, yep. and he's actually in the away shorts. So uh, he's in the white shorts. So we can. T- and he's doing the raffle warm up as well, isn't he? He's he's, he's not running with the balls. Are you playing tennis, buddy? <laughs> he's running through the streets of Pamplona. <laughs> Incredible effort. Incredible effort. Good day of racing as well, Tristan. We'll touch on that a bit later on as well in detail. Yes, sounds good. All the uh, trainers tune in about one hour, 50, time, <laughs> 50 minutes time to see if you need to scratch your horse on the way to the track. But uh, yeah, looking forward to that. There's a cracky day both at Flemington and around at Sydney. So hopefully the tracks play nice and uh, hopefully the weather's good. But yes, we're getting into spring. All the big horses are back. Tristan, thank you, mate. We'll uh, touch base later in the show. Tristan Millahan from topsport.com.au. And we're back on the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro, 100 years of innovation and beautiful day for mowing as well in Sydney town. Hope it's the same in southeast Queensland, wherever you're listening, either on the app or uh, on the podcast as well. Thank you for your company. And after the break, we're going to touch on the big stories from the week. Want your thoughts on them as well on the text line 0457 736 736. Uh, Des Hasler at Manly, Latrell Mitchell about booing uh, Mowers Media Watch. AFL signing a 4.5 trillion bazillion deal dollar deal with uh, Channel 7 and Fox. Also a bit of football news. Chelsea got a new manager and Ange Postacoglu. And we'll have a frothing, breaking waves story with <laughs> Kipo, who's disgusted with my attempt to kind of bring surfing under the umbrella of our language. Steph Gilmore, eighth world title. Incredible. Back in a moment with the Week in Review. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Let's put a line through the biggest stories of the week with the Mowers Week in Review. So a bit of breaking news to start the Week in Review. Let's start off with a bit of a pop, hey? A what? A pop, you know, just what, boom. Yeah, what are we doing? Boom. Aaron Finch, it's been confirmed that he will retire from one-day cricket after Sunday's uh, last one-dayer against New Zealand. Um, and he wants. He said he wants to give the new captain time to prepare for the 2023 World Cup, mm-hmm. which is fair enough. fair enough. But the T20 World Cup, he will still play. I think he's going to retire from white ball cricket after the T20 World Cup. So that's the, uh, that's the go with that. And Taylor May has a one-week suspension in front of him if he wants to take the early guilty plea. Can so he tack will... that on to the other? <laughs> <laughs> just pay it forward. And just, when can he uh, have that one? <laughs> 2024. Afterpay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> afterpay. Yeah. Can you afterpay your suspensions now? Uh, no deposit lay-by or whatever No deposit called, lay-by. Yeah. Harvey Norman. No uh, interest. <laughs> no interest. There's plenty of sales on a Harvey Norman at the moment. <laughs> there always is. Is it ever not? It's like Chemist Warehouse We've when you're walking of this. But there are actually sales there. We've had this discussion before. On the I've moment. got one for Yeah Nah, actually. Have you? Yeah. yeah I've got yeah. I've got one Yeah Nah, and it's so controversial. You only got one? One. So it's going to set I've off had, a I've debate? Had, I've had two really good weeks. Yeah. My life at the moment. Go so you've got nothing to complain about? Nothing. <laughs> I'm 
There's sunshine and roses at the moment. I've got uh, rose petals everywhere at the moment. Mm. For me, Wonderful. So I've got one. Okay. Okay. Excellent. I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. So, Taylor May, if he goes and fights it and loses, he could miss a grand final. So, I've got a fair in, idea. What in 2024. <laughs> in 2025. <laughs> no, so, 2024 is the one-week suspension. And 2025, he misses the grand yeah. final. Should Penrith probably make it in that year as well. Um, rugby league, we've kind of touched on the fact that we kind of can't get our heads around the Taylor May suspension. But um, <laughs> what I can't get my head around is the fact that Manly were in the news every day this week. <laughs> Is one of the most chaotic. At least it wasn't from myopic naked down the corso, Manly. Let's be clear. I'd rather that. Did we get through Mad Monday pretty unscathed? Unscathed? Atrocity free. Did we touch well, wood? Well, uh, Did we? the AFL sort of came good, but yeah, nothing what with that? the NRL. The Western yeah, Bulldogs. Yeah, the Western Bulldogs. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Uh, he, he's, he was weekend at Bernie's at the front of the pub. Oh, yeah. that's okay. That's, how is that not play on? Well, like, yeah. He was just drunk and disorderly, and his mates. He wasn't even disorderly. He was just <laughs> you have to be awake out. to be disorderly. <laughs> but there was nothing disorderly about him. He was. Well, the Broncos didn't have a mad Monday because they were coming back, and Sunday was Father's Day. The I didn't Dragons. Well, you still deserve a Mad Monday, surely. And then the Dragons <laughs> were banned by having a Mad Monday. So yeah. there is two out of eight potentials. We've still got more time this week. And I, I reckon the, the heavy hitters, especially if the Roosters get knocked out because they've been hey, on the booze band. Hey, 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 hey. Don't oh, be well, casting dispersions about my guys. We're a good guy. Well, it could be me. It and could be me. Manly didn't have a, <laughs> didn't have a mad, mad Monday well, They either. did. But they went, Half the team just didn't show up. <laughs> Half the team I think seven show. of them didn't oh, show up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Too proud for it. <laughs> um, it was a dress-up, wasn't it? But the, the fact that Manly were in the – like. Just ridiculous. Even if they got rid of Des Hasler and brought in someone else, the new bloke will have the same problems that Des Hasler is having with the fact that there's one faction in the club pushing in one direction and their own agenda and another faction who is trying to fight against that. But you're you're adamant that this is before the Jersey gate. Absolutely. This is deeply entrenched in the club. You can die on that hill. I'm proud of you. Ridiculous. This whole thing wasn't drawn up. There will be problems next year, even if they play in paper mache and don't have any colour about their jersey. They're going to have okay. issue issues. What about when you go to the footy? Are you a booer no. of opposition? No. You're not? I'm a squarer at a player if they annoy me, but I don't boo. Okay. Seems petty. You? Booing is petty. Mm. How is that any different, swearing <laughs> at a player that annoys you from the other team, but you don't boo? No, I did. You're swearing at a player. Like that's what's going to hurt them more. I know, like, I know he's a he's a focal point of this wonderful organisation. His, his radio career is just going the right direction. He's a very good commentator as well. Cameron Smith. <laughs> I spent that much time swearing at that bloke to get off tackle players. <laughs> <laughs> and that much time swearing at refs for not getting him in trouble for not getting off tackle players okay. quick enough. That's okay. It's a badge of honour yeah. for a player. But no, not a booer. You? Not a booer. Um, no, I don't think so. Oh, no, I probably think I am. Mm. Gibbo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey. Of your own team, of their yeah. team, of everyone. Just booing everyone. The boo boys. In the chook pen there at the, uh, the old Allianz, it was the boo boys. The boo boys. Just booing everything. How many people in there? Oh, it was a couple Four? of us. Yeah. Oh, we travelled. We travelled. The, the ultras. The, the ultras. Roosters. Surprisingly, there's quite a few of them. 
Adam? Yep. Okay. Two, two sold-out games in a row, mate. Including the Two sold-out games in a row, my friend, for the Mighty Roosters. Oh, yeah, yeah, I hope yeah. you're going to say the person I'm thinking of who wears the little hat with the little chicken. <laughs> with the cut-out rubber glove. Oh, he, <laughs> is, he was the best. And I met, I met him once. He was just pumping durries out the front <laughs> of the stadium. I had about six kids, and I was just like, yeah, this hey, is a rooster. He's a true he's this a is rooster. Living. He's playing rooster. So, yeah, Latrell. So about Latrell. Yeah, not happy. Uh, it's a hard one because if you're annoyed about it, you want to say something. But if you say something, it's only going to heighten. He's going to cop it tomorrow. Yep. So what do you do? What are you better off saying nothing? Should he have said something? I don't know. Did you? I thought it was. I didn't think when there was anything. When he likened it to the Adam Goods yeah. thing? Yeah. Overboard um, or no? Uh, Potentially. But if he's got a. Well, you can't tell people how to feel. Well, there's p- columnists in every newspaper that who do, do it every day. Exactly. So, <laughs> do with a red bandana on his head, so telling us how from, to think every day. From being there and listening to it, it, it sounded like, on the boo scale of one to ten, like mm. a solid three. Like it was boo. Wasn't, but if he walked over to the fence, can you sign my 2019 Roosters Premiership jersey? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's still. It was a boo earns. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get that? <laughs> Can you find it? Boo earns. I was saying boo earns. Boo earns. Uh, AFL. Mm. $4.5 billion deal with Channel 7 and Fox. And that's the end? Gil the Master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gil the Master. He is left. How about his Riding LinkedIn high. page now? Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. New women's comp. New broadcast deal. Got through the pandemic. And like to- Mike Trump, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Later. Any other company in the world, come at me. Mm. Come at me. So I worked it out. I worked it out. Because we're in the media. It's it, great. It's, it works out at per capita. So I worked it out per season, per game, and how much each game. You didn't play golf yesterday, obviously, did you? Nah, did play golf all week. There you go. It, it is on par in a per cap, capita sense. With the English Premier League domestic broadcast revenue. The world game. The world game. Calm down. Just settle down. All right? oh, I knew there'd be a but. That's no, not a but. It's just because we So we're we've up got there with the world game. Domestic revenue. We're up there with the world game. That's all I need. That's all I heard. But when That's you, all I heard. When you take into account worldwide revenue, I'm covering the my Premier League blows you out of water. My, I, can, I, can, I can hear you through my <laughs> headphones. I need to tell everyone. Nick Davis is sitting in here trying not to hear what I'm saying, and he's got his hands on his ears <laughs> on top of his headphones, which still happen to be able to pump through the audio. Nah. Magnificent. But what in, a fizzer. In terms of. Uh, NFL domestic broadcast revenue per capita, a little bit under, but it's like 12 cents per person per game. 12 cents per person. So for every person in Australia, the AFL, for every game that is played, be it a Sydney Derby, a Carlton Collingwood, or the blockbuster between Gold Coast and Port Adelaide, they get 12 cents per person in Australia per game. Well, every time I I watch, I'm going to get my 12 cents worth. In America, it's 17 cents. Okay. Perfect, but they've got broadcast. Jeez, you really broke that down. Overs- I did break well it down. Done. It, was, it was good. Got the abacus out and everything like that. So it is a monster deal. It is well done, mm. AFL. You can't mm. begrudge that. And I noticed that um, in the uh, in the Sydney Morning Herald today, Andrew Webster's got an interview with Peter Volandi saying that, no, this is actually repositioning ourselves in a position of strength. Yeah, I think what's good for one's good for the other. Mm. 
Because then they can go back and go, look what they're doing. So Webby's article pointed to the fact that why did you, NRL, sign the deal in the midst of the pandemic to possibly take unders? Why don't you do what AFL did? So that 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 because oh, okay. they they brought it forward, they bought yeah, that and they went, yeah, okay, yeah. let's extend. But yeah, now but, they. But do you think it was because they needed the coin to get through the pandemic? I think it was a bit of everything. Bit of pay it forward. Well, he said that reverse afterpay. If Fox, before pay, if Foxdale gets a cold, everyone catches a cough. That was Peter Volandi's quote. So he wanted to do a deal with Foxdale and cool. obviously the I'm Nine Network with the free to wear a bit after. So that's how it okay. all worked. Football. Football. Um, Why so early? Chelsea, new manager. Why? (laughs) So they've spent like 200 million pounds in the transfer window. Thomas Tuchel, the manager. And Mm. then the day after the transfer window closed and he's got all these new players in, they bombed him. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) So they've got new American owners. It's the mob that own the LA Dodgers. And they're looking at it saying, this guy isn't our long-term solution. We need someone new in. So they've gone to Brighton to get Graham Potter. And Brighton. Do you, and do you know what they paid Brighton? This is nothing to, to get do the with, coach. To get the coach. This is not anything to do with the coach's salary. This is just uh, a, a, a transaction. Like Uber. Eats. This is the How much do you reckon they paid? A lot more than what I paid my Uber driver on my Uber Eats man. Fifty million dollars. Just to get the coach. Compensation. To get the coach and the coaching staff. The coach, and the, staff. The, co- the coach was twenty million pounds. The coaching staff was two million pounds. Ridiculous money. Ridiculous money. So yeah, um, there, there's rumours going around that Ange Postecoglou will go to Brighton. He'll he'll be off the job. Yeah, I can't and, see and why wouldn't you? And then you're just sitting there in Brighton waiting for the next bus to come along. <laughs> he can't. No, he won't. Take, I'd, I'd be very doubtful that he takes that job. He's he stays with Celtic. Yeah. They're in the midst of a Champions League campaign, and um, surely that's a good gig. But everyone says that he should leave there. Why? Cash holder. Is there no cash holder in that league? Not as much as there is as in the, the big Premier dogs. League. Okay. Yeah. Uh, surfing. Your time to shine here, Gibbo. There is. So Steph Gilmore, if you're not, if you're not across what she did yesterday, she finished fifth in the world standings, which meant she makes the, the way that the finals are done. Fourth plays fifth. Winner plays third. Winner of that plays second. Winner you got to run. That, the, you got to run the table. Best of three in the final against the number one ranked. So the number one ranked surfer in the world through the season is sitting there on their backside watching all this and knowing that they're going to take on someone who's going to have a bit of momentum. And then Steph just went through the lot of them. Give yeah, up. it was. So last year, the WSL brought in the new finals format. Uh, mixed reviews. Did you like it? Uh, yeah, I liked it from a point of view that it was the highest rating day in surfing history. Uh, Eric Logan, the WSL CEO, had said that. Uh, it does lend itself more to a surfer who gets the hot hand because, say, you're surfing all day. Obviously, there's going to be stamina comes into question, but you can tune into your boards. You can tune into the mm. waves, how the waves yeah. are sort of breaking. Mm. So, Steph, even in the first heat, she was down. She was essentially 24 to nil down halfway through, just say, you know, rugby league sense. She got the hot hand. She came back through that. She took on Brisa Hennessy from Costa Rica, and then from then on in, she spoke later about later after later in the day, saying after that heat, I thought, you know what, I could do this. Mm. She gets the hot hand. She takes on Carissa Moore, who killed it throughout the year, and then ends up beating her. Now, should the person who was the best surfer the, all the way through the year in Carissa Moore not be a world title champion? Steph Gilmore 
was on the cut line. So there was a potential she didn't even make the back yeah, half. Top five, yeah. So, look. But she did. But she did. So and bad luck. <laughs> she won. Oh, exactly. No, no, I'm just saying, look, you were asking what are your thoughts. There's mixed reviews both sides. I'm an Australian. I love Steph Gilmore, so perfect. I would like to say that you could still do it in one day if you had the old Winfield Cup top five scenario. Four plays five, two plays three. Loser of two, three, plays yeah. winner of four, five. Minor premier yeah. gets the, the first week first heat off, and then they come in, and then they have the double chance still, the number one. they If they lose the first one, then they get another cook against someone coming from above, and then you end up still having – you could do all that in one day. Oh, easily, for sure. Uh, the thing, there was question marks around the waves that they surfed it anyway because what they're supposed to be doing is the best day of the year. It wasn't the best day slop. of the year. It, was, it wasn't slop. It was still really high-performance mm. waves. Look, there's plenty of ways you can do it. But the WSL sort of been bought out by this American company. They've tried to Americanize it a little bit more mm. and make it <clears throat> UFC sort of style. Look, we'll see how that plays out. But congratulations, Steph Gilmore, eighth world title. The big question is now, will she continue? She's never really been a competitor. She's never really been one to like have desire to compete. She's just really bloody good at it. Yeah. So that's that's the question. In the men's side, Jack Robinson and Ethan Ewing had tremendous years, both really great young surfers. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get it done. But Felipe Toledo, who's a Brazilian surfer, he has been one of the best surfers in the world. He gets his first world title in waves that suit him. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Career moment in the um, in the producing career of our, our man oh, Gibbo. Oh, oh, oh. He's lined just up. Let me stand at we were just in the break. And he just dropped it. He like... just go, oh, by the way, boys, um, Aaron Finch is coming on 11. Oh, okay, Gibbo. Nice get. Well done. No worries. Well, you know, there would have been question marks when I did my overnight shift, uh, like I am a national broadcaster now. You know, I did my 30 hours with drive. Can he still perform again on a Saturday? Absolutely. Easily. Big question. Big question. We've got a big second hour coming up. Kane Corns is going to join us to talk a bit of AFL footy. Yeah, nah. Nick, again. Got one. Quality, not quantity. Mm. I've got a couple as well. Zach Bailey's going to join us to talk a bit of footy and a heap more. We're back in a moment. Yeah, and after 11, uh, we've got Aaron Finch as well. You're with the Mowers Club on this beautiful spring Saturday morning. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. And welcome back to the second hour of the Mowers Club. All thanks to Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. Um, now we're going to talk to a man who's doing something, well, quite ridiculous, Nick. And I can't imagine you doing something like this, Nicholas. What do you mean? Even when you were playing. Join, I'm going to join in. <laughs> Kane Corns is going to run 12 days nonstop from Adelaide to Melbourne to raise funds for My Room Children's Cancer Charity. Kane will complete about 63 k's a day to the finish line on Channel 9's footy show grand final My Room telethon broadcast. And he joins us right now. Kane, why? <laughs> Good morning, fellas. Um, look, it's, it's such a great cause. So I guess we, we did something last year where I ran a treadmill, uh, sorry, a marathon on a treadmill and 
raise some money and I guess you, you try and look at how you can level up and I remember Shane Crawford did something similar about 12 years ago and I, I loved watching Crawford run from Adelaide to Melbourne or, or walk and run from Adelaide to Melbourne so um, thought we'd chant a little bit of Crawford and try and make, raise some money for the kids and then finish with the big My Room Telethon so that's the reason why now I've just got to go about completing it which I don't think is going to be easy hmm. Hey mate are you going to take a footy with you just bounce like, <laughs> <laughs> make sure every 15 metres just whacking a bounce that's <laughs> a lot of well, bounces Nick, yeah, Nick, I might need some podcast tips, some audibles. I'm going to have to have something to, to keep me entertained. It won't be it won't be a footy, um, but, yeah, it's going to be quite lonely and quite boring. And it's really hilly, like, leaving from Adelaide to Melbourne. So the first three days are, are pretty rough. So once I get through that, it could be okay. But I've got no idea how I'm going to entertain myself. I've got a good little crew from Chell and I coming. It's about five of us. So uh, we'll have a few laughs along the way. But, yeah, it's going to get a bit testing and a bit tough, no doubt, sort of halfway through towards the end of it. Mate, as an old school taggy, you should just have someone run just in front of you and you can just go back to the old days and just arm across and just chase someone across. Exactly you... right, yeah. Exactly. I you know, need need someone like Crawford or Juddy or Daniel Kerr or someone that I used to play on. So that would be a good lure. Um, I, I might have to use all those sort of mental mind games and tricks, but... Yeah, maybe you can come and run a little bit with me. Oh, you know, I'm not going to get you far across, mate. Trust me. You'd be lucky to get him 6.3 metres on that particular uh, particular run, Kane. Um, now, if, for our listeners here in Sydney and Brisbane who listen to the Mowers Club, not across Kane's work, Kane, um, well, put it this way. He's never had a splinter in his ass. Put like, he, he doesn't mind an opinion throwing it out there. So um, there'd be a few people out there, the, the footy-loving public, Kane, who are hoping that you just keep running and you, you never come back. You just run around Australia like Forrest Gump about eight times. Well, I think they would be. I think there'd be thousands of them. I, even even when you're doing it for a good cause and, and raising money for kids with cancer, there's a few people that have sort of sent messages saying, I hope you fall over and break your leg. That That's how passionate they get, which... Which I love. It. It's part of the game. It's you know it's been my media style since I started, and uh, not afraid to have an opinion, but then debate it with with the footy people. So um, they're passionate, but in the end, it's been it's been a great response. Most people have been right behind it, and it's you know, it's been an incredible final series for those that are into their AFL that are listening to you. There wouldn't be wouldn't be that many, but um, Sydney through to their prelim final, of course, next week they're going to take on the winner of Collingwood and Fremantle, and. Then, Brisbane with a massive upset, you know, mm. getting rid of Melbourne in, in straight sets last night at the MCG. It's been incredible. The footy's been unbelievable. So I feel like there's a, you know, a lot of good spirit around the game at the moment. Yeah, the, every game so far, it seems, as they've had a hook to it in the, in the last quarter. And last night, we've got listeners up there in SENQ and Brisbane Lion fans very, very happy this morning, given their undermanned team went to the MCG where they hadn't won in a very long time and beat the reigning premiers and knocked them out. Um, what in your opinion, got it done for them? And, and can they go on? Was that their grand final? Was what I'm getting at. Well, to, can they get it done next week? Yeah, it's just magnificent to see because, you know, when Nick and I were sort of coming through and in the middle of our careers, Brisbane were, mm. were a dominant force. So to, to see them back on the MCG winning big finals, they were challenged last night. I can see the first three goals and you thought, oh, it's going to be a really rough night. Big Oscar McInerney was out with concussion and Darcy Fort came in and had some other injuries that they had to deal with and, and Joe Danaher with his family situation, he wasn't there. So the best win under Chris Fagan. Um, and if they play like that, they, they can challenge Geelong, but you'd think, you'd think Geelong would, would be the team. But the week off doesn't necessarily suit Geelong, so it's two weeks off in the space of you know, sort of three or four weeks. So, I mean, they'll go in with some momentum, they'll get some good players back next week and I reckon they'll be able to challenge Geelong. 
It's going to be an interesting week. Luke Berry in the second half, he was outstanding. He went on to Clayton Oliver and uh, he really turned the game. He's going to have to dodge the tribunal there a little bit, you think, mate? Yeah, well, what do you reckon? I, look, I I don't think he meant to do it. So yeah. for those listening, there was a, a bit of an ugly incident in the middle of the ground with Clayton Oliver where Clayton Oliver was sort of lying all on top of him and he, I, I thought he was just trying to almost get him off. It's unfortunate. His hand made contact with the face in and around the eye region. I, I don't think he deliberately set out to eye gouge him. I just think that was where his hand found itself. But not a good look. Clayton Oliver didn't like it. The AFL won't like it. In finals, you'd hope there's a bit of leeway. And I, I just hope he gets off with a fine because that was as good a finals game as you've seen from an individual wearing a Brisbane Lions jumper in a long, long time, Joe Berry. Yeah, if you haven't seen the visit, Clayton Oliver literally had him in a, in a UFC-style friggin' he's yeah. on the ground with his elbow on his neck. I, I, I can't believe that that's as not a biggest – like, yeah, okay, you, it, yeah, that happens that. in every contest and, and it happens a lot in rugby league as well. But I, I can't quite imagine that Barry's in a heap of trouble, like you say, Kane, because he, he wasn't even looking at him. He was just trying to get him off type thing, blind. I hope so. It's going to be a, it's going to be a big story, though. Like, the, the, the good thing is the AFL act pretty quickly now. We just have to wait. Nick back in the day, you yeah. were in the tribunal a couple of times and, until Monday and it was – quite uh, nerve-wracking for the teams that played on Friday night. They'll act today, so we should have a decision on that today. Look, I think it'll land on a fine for those reasons you mentioned, Adam. I, you know, he wasn't looking at him. I don't think he deliberately meant to do it. Um, and, yeah, I, I do hope he gets off. But those two teams hate each other, don't they? I was off the back of the Zorko and Petty Sledge earlier on, um, what, in round 23 it was, and you could see some angst once again, and Berry and Oliver were going at it. I mean, that's finals footy. That's what we love about it. Big stakes, big stage, big crowds and ferocious effort. And that's what Brisbane bought last night, and that's why they were awarded with the win. So incredible performance. I loved it. Nick, Nick went to the tribunal hoping he didn't get off so he could go to Northeast <laughs> the next weekend. No, I went there as, were you standing next to Hawley when he belted that guy? I didn't see anything. I didn't see or hear anything. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> what about today, uh, Kane Collingwood Frio? Yeah, well, I think I think if Collingwood, I was, did that game last week, Collingwood and Geelong, and, and Collingwood were incredible. They they didn't win. They've been incredible all year. If, if they bring that intensity and pressure, I, I think that they account for Fremantle pretty easily. Albeit it's a tricky matchup because Fremantle are a really miserly sort of team. They they have a hard to score against, and they've got some genuine speed in their forward line, which could challenge Collingwood's defence. So, well, I think it would be a good good game of footy and. Just the lure of that straight sex exit hangs over you, and there's a bit of angst and a bit of pressure that comes with that, and we saw that with Melbourne last night. Look, if you're asking me who I think is going to win, I think Collingwood win comfortably, but let's hope, who knows, this final series continues to surprise us. And will we, at the end of it all, at the end of the month, have Sydney, Geelong, and overs-unders, how many times will Nick <laughs> Davis post? Oh, what happened in oh, Sydney? There's going to be a lot of lunches. There's going to be a lot of lunches. A lot, of, a lot of cashies. There'll be invites for guest speaking gigs all around for two weeks leading up to it. It'd be, be amazing to relive that again. But, yeah, that, that was one of the best moments in finals history. And um, I'm sure Nick will tell us a lot about it in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Is there anything left to tell? <laughs> Is there anything? That... Shep mates have done something Josh, on Instagram. He sent that to me. Hunt. Poor old Josh. Hunt. Hunt the player that was on here. Poor old Josh is going to have to watch that vision a thousand times in a week or so. Anyway, hey, uh, just back to the run, Kane. So when, when's day yeah. one? Of 12. Yes, yeah, so we'll leave tomorrow, yep. um, 7 o'clock. We're going to leave from uh, my SEN studio in Adelaide at about 7 and then 
head to Murray Bridge, which will be the first stop. It's about 75k today, so we've got a massive day tomorrow, and then away we go and finish at uh, finish at Docklands in Melbourne on Thursday the 22nd. So yeah, there's a link on my social media if if anyone would like to donate. Every single cent goes to kids with cancer and their families who are doing it um, the unimaginable way, really, with the challenges they're facing. So um, that will inspire me along the journey. But, yeah, the support's been incredible, and, and now it's just about going out and getting it done. But thanks to you guys for your support. No problem, mate. Fluids and enthusiasm. Good, Good luck. luck. Good luck Good with luck. the run. And uh, exactly. at Kane Corns on Twitter is usually the place people go to have a go at him. But no, get involved. If you're going to have a go at him, at least do it and put a couple and of dollars in. And donate a little the... bit in there. Exactly. Exactly. Make you feel good about yourself when you spray him. Dollar, yeah, dollar for every sledge that people give me. It'd be nice. Cheers, Kane. Have a good run, mate. Thanks for your time. Good luck. Good on you, fellas. Thanks a lot. Off to a break on uh, the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro. And we'll be back with Yenna. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. It's time for... Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, no. Nah. No, nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Big topic of discussion about to be brought up, I think, by uh, our man Nick Davis here. You, you've once again come in. and There have been weeks... Rough. In the history of, yeah, no, haven't they, Gibbo, where he comes in with a shopping list of grievances. Yeah, no. But he's happier at the moment. Yep. He's rocked in this Things morning. He's actually presentable. He's not come in look like he's just put, a, about to put the bins out. On time. He does, he does look like he's about to go out for a few um, for a few tequilas. Right, I'm about to go. Uh, well, you've got and we can talk the about shoes it because on, we you've went got past the pants it. on. You know, and you know what uh, Adam come thinks from about that. people who are... Wear shorts around every week, you know. Parkway Drive fans. And uh, and what are what are you wearing today, Adam? You wearing shorts? Like I do yeah. every week, Gibbo. He's a Parkway Drive fan. He's a Parkway Drive fan, right? Okay. I'm presentable today. Why is that? I don't know. Just feeling good about yourself. Yeah, exactly. Look good, feel good, play good. I'll I'll you go get my couple. You go, of Have I you got any Gibbo? Mine... Nah. Um, you've you've your one will. Create, provoke it will discussion. discussion. First one, I had it again. I, I might have already brought up this one, but I've got to reiterate. You can double down. So. I'll set the scene. Coffee shop, Tuesday morning. Everyone's just having a good time. You know, you order your coffee, get out the way, clear the lane. Someone else come through. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Up rocks some loud mouth. <laughs> a regular or a newbie? Regular. Regular. On the phone. <sighs> on speaker. We've, we've, this we've covered is, this. We've covered this I on know, all fronts. But this is a reiteration. Is there any excuse? None. Any. None. Has it been proven that there is actually radiation going into you? That, that was the initial thought. Oh, no, I want to avoid having radiation going in my eardrum and all that. Well, what happens if, because I've seen some people who their like, inner speaker doesn't work, so the only way they can take a call is get if they phone, on speaker. Get a new phone. Or well, take that call well, or know, take that call after you go to the coffee shop. This person got True. out of a late model Mercedes. Late, oh. So I'm, say, I'm thinking that if the phone speaker yeah, is done, yeah. they A-grade can maybe. A-grade move. Well, Adam, it seems just like all your yeah nahs either revolve around driving or the coffee, coffee shop. shop. Now, didn't do anything well, else. like you that's, are a, a that's sports journalist who <laughs> speaks literally to, all I do. <laughs> well, you spoke to Steph Gilmore. Is there not anything more, you know, a little exciting we can get from you? No. So that's, that is the yeah no, don't hear it, but it is. Because yeah, yeah, we've. Yeah, no. Nah, no, nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Because we've spoken about that. 
that it's a doubling down. It's a doubling yeah. down on two fronts that you don't walk around in public talking on your phone on speaker mode. We've already du- we've already touched that subject. That's a no no <laughs> in itself. And then we've already spoke about that you're not on the phone when you're ordering yeah. food or coffee. Yeah. It just smacks of I'm more important than everything Absolutely. else around me. Coffee drinking. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I suppose when you coffee. do live in um, Balmoral like you do, Adam, it's... Balmoral. I don't know where you live. <laughs> not quite. Mossman. Not quite. Mos- no. With a Z. No, Mossman. Mos- 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 Hello to Mossman listeners this yeah, morning. That's a, yeah, that's yeah, fair enough. You, you go and I'll... <clears throat> um... I know it's a hard job. Ooh. I know it's difficult. This is the, the second <laughs> you say it revolves around coffee and traffic. Guess what? This one revolves oh, around let me guess. traffic. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all I do. Yeah, no, I drive a car. Driving around drinking coffee. All my spare yeah. time is going to get a coffee yeah. to keep me awake. Driving along, everyone is trying to, and I'm big on the, the merge rules. The yeah, If you're fine. slightly ahead, you let them merge, blah, blah, blah. If you're at stuck, stop. And there's traffic passing you by. You just wait your turn. Mm-hmm. If you're all merging into one, it's one v one. I will say, I have the greatest respect for bus drivers. It's a difficult, difficult job. They're big things, especially the big B ones that come from the northern beaches of Sydney. They're big double decker things. If you're listening in Brisbane, and they're, they're you know, Sydney <laughs> Sydney lanes aren't that wide. However, I do have a little problem with buses just pulling out. Just <laughs> they're allowed to. I know they're allowed to, but you're going sixty, and you're nearly at the tail of the bus, and then bang, <laughs> they're out on you, and you're hitting the anchors as quick as you can. You've got to anticipate. Oh, you got to nah. anticipate. Bus drivers just have a little bit of a feel for what's going on around. I know. I, I get it that you you're setting to yourselves to a timetable. You're on KPIs to get to where you need to at a certain time. Do the um do people who like work on the road, like say drive on the road, their job is to drive on couriers, the road. They yeah. have like, oh, couriers, taxi drivers, taxi drivers Ubers. Ubers. Look, you know, Parents. hello to you guys that are listening to the show, big fans of the show. <laughs> that have brought you to your job for some... What? Hey, that was, that was old me. That was old me, Nick. No <laughs> more Friday nights. Old me. But they have this weird sense of entitlement, like they can sort of pull out in front of you or they just come up your left, put the indicator on, and think mm. all of a sudden, I've got to let you on. No, no, mate. I I pay my tax. I pay mm. my rego. Mm. There's a weird sense of entitlement, I think, for people who drive consistently as their job. I think that those people, and oh, yeah, another taxi driver, have gotten worse drivers over the years. Taxi drivers. They've got worse over the years. Yep. I reckon they've become gradually worse taxi drivers. Well, Because so, uh, I... In and I will and I will plead my defence here. My pop on my case board. Back in the day when it was only taxis, they were mm. pretty keen to drop you off because they had lots of jobs. Like they were busy. They're like, oh yeah, yeah I'm going to drive with purpose. You're a taxi driver, two mm. thousands. You're driving with purpose because you got another job to do. You're, you're it's a numbers game. But now you're a taxi driver and you're like. I might not have another one person get in my cab for another four hours. They take their time. They take the long way. Just meandering around the road. So that is why I think taxi drivers have got worse and... Yeah, nah. So you got control of you. You didn't hit that for my bus one, but you hit that for the taxi one. 
I'm in control of everything around here, my friend. No, no, look, I'm not paying favourites. I'm not playing favourites. But you're not here, you know, but you're leaving, so... Yeah, so it's... Quick, Yana, before you get to your one, uh, Joel Kane's just um, text all of us. Tipping your own racehorse. He's he's tipped King's Trust again in the first at wherever it is today. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. We need a petition. We need the RSPCA (laughs) to be involved. We need that horse transferred to a city stable so it cannot run in highway races anymore. Joel, it's enough. (laughs) It's enough. Okay, here we go, Nick. Your one. Here we go. Before McHugh again, yeah, no. Is it too early for people like Nick asking, do we still get the public holiday for the Queen's birthday? Well, that's, yeah. It's reasonable. It's reasonable. I think it's just going to be called the King's birthday and kept on the first weekend of June. Because it's not on her birthday. Oh, no, it's not. Mm. That's just a celebration. Anyway, okay, my year now for the week. Carry on. And it's for some unknown reason, it's probably a reason, but it's just started to come up on my radar a little bit. I think it's more because the weather has got a little bit nicer, people a bit more outside and not as rugged up and happy to be around each other, but... Public displays of affection. Hmm. Public displays of affection. What, any? Just, like, there's people walking down along Cronulla Esplanade the other day, and look, I'm all for love and all that sort of stuff. But, like, walking... <laughs> <Sounds like it>. <laughs> <laughs> but walking the entire Esplanade holding hands, unnecessary. Holding hands. That's holding like, hands. That is not PDA. I thought you were talking about <laughs> yeah. like a massive no, big Ratatunga down to, a throat I'm, type I'm, thing in the middle of everyone. I'm starting to build up. But, okay. uh, but yeah. like, is it necessary? The, whole, the hand hold is hand hold absolutely is fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is yeah. it? Nick, you were young once. You were young. You were in puppy love. <laughs> young again. You cold hearted. Yeah, Jesus. Surely, is it not more of an enjoyable walk not holding hands? Oh, of course, but you know, that's what I mean. To, of course, it's more enjoyable, but there's a lot of more enjoyable things in life that you just, you know, you can't do sometimes. Yeah, sacrifice, yeah. Nick. Sacrifice. I don't mind the think about yeah, I don't mind holding hands. So where is this? Where is this going? What, what, but what, and, then, the and then it's starting to build up to full public displays of affection. Okay, yeah, there is a limit. What's the limit? I want to know. That's this is a conversation. What's the limits of public displays of affection? Pashing. Pashing. <laughs> okay, so so we can categorise this as pashing. Okay, no pashing. so that's fine or no not pashing. fine? Pashing. Well, at, at, Where you can do it at the airport when you greet. Pash. Yes. No. Yes. No. Head into the if toilet. You, no. no. <laughs> why would you Three waste time? Away. Why would you waste time pashing at the airport? So like, get your bags. Get, let's go. Get, get, get. Just when you get only when you get back, you can go. All right. Uh, all bets are off. Public displays of affection. Pashing at the airport. No. But as a welcome home. Okay, if you've gone to Canberra for the day, fair enough. <laughs> it's like, but as a welcome home, I think that's permitted. Yeah. But beyond that, okay. just all calm down. Where else? Dance um, floor? Yeah, surely that's fine. <laughs> depends that's got to be fine. Depends how much alcohol is involved. Yeah, well, it depends, like, what your passion situation is. And is this, like, a continuous thing or is it a one-night passion oh, thing? Just any. Yeah, well, like, if you're on a dance floor, mate, it's time to shine. It's your time to shine. You're not worried about, oh, no, what do I look like in public? It, it comes to a point, though, that it, it, after a certain amount of time, it's like, guys. <laughs> Come on, we need to start. The, this, is go, this is a good song. This is a good song. Exactly. Off. Exactly. <laughs> go. We get it. Cab. We get it. I think it depends on the type of music you're watching as well. 
Like, so say if you're at a... Or listening to. Like a love love song, maybe some country music or whatever. Say if you mm. went to go see Neil Young. Mm. You know, that tugs on the heartstrings that people are more inclined to pash, whereas L- like... Limp Biscuit, Limp Biscuit, <laughs> Or Parkway Drive, perhaps. Parkway Drive. You probably yeah. wouldn't Corn? be... Yeah, you probably wouldn't be pashing. No. Oh, there, that, that, that's a good text. A long, slow kiss is okay. <laughs> What's the difference between a long, slow kiss and a pass? That is, is that a, a pass. No, it's not. A oh, pass is, that is a... different. <laughs> what? It's different. There's more ferocity in it. Ferocity. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ferocity is the word. If there's tongue involved, I, I think that's the limit. Pub, PDA, yeah. like just a random. Yeah, I, t- there is a limit. I, I think you're harsh on the holding with hands thing. Oh, but but anything beyond, I, I like think it was yeah. a long like they'll, But they're in like. Gym gear and like and they'll walk like they're walking, walking like yeah. they're going for an exercise walk and they with the hand holding. Like, so is this <laughs> the game? Play, is, on? <laughs> play on, <laughs> Tony Archer over there. Is <laughs> <laughs> so is this putting you ill at ease when you're walking along with, no, but say, not, if you're out with a partner and, and he's it's like, not me and partner, she's maybe going, Oh, why aren't we holding? Why hands? aren't we holding? Don't yeah. you like no. me? Uh, you're not like that, are you, Nick? You're not cutesy like uh, that. You're never cute like that. It's the that. opposite. Oh, really? It's, look at those guys. <laughs> oh, see? Oh, you're on the same page. Yeah, on, okay, as long that, as you're on helps. the same page. That helps. Okay. No. That helps. Yeah, I, 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 so what, what about the awkwardness if you're not on the same page? If you're Ooh, a non, uh, if you're a non-PDA and he oh. or she is a PDA. Yeah. Or, or you get, like, I'm married to a big hugger. Hey! Oh, a chronic hugger. Loves a hug. Every time you come home, every time you go out, or just a hug. I'm yeah, used but, to it now. After 20 years, you get used to it. But you get up, you cross him, but you're on the way to the fridge. She's on the way back from the fridge to the ca- to the couch. No, it's not hug. that. Yeah, it's, I don't mind that. Yeah. But like a, a public hug, I don't mind. But yeah, I, I think for me. I'm a DA. I'm a displayer of affection. Just not with the P. Just not with <laughs> the P. Doesn't sound like I am. Oh, you're Okay. <laughs> It's got to be behind closed doors. Yeah, not with the P. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's, I, I I don't know where I'd sit with this. I'm, I'm more troubled about Nick's um, inner thoughts about affection or I actually agree with him. I don't know. I'm troubled here. I'm, I'm conflicted. So we, Have your thoughts. We, 0457736736. When, when you saw it and you thought of PDA as having a problem – was it just the handheld or did you see someone just basically like, guys, seriously, <laughs> you should be doing this horizontally? <laughs> no, it was just, it was, they were walking, fitness walking yeah. in the, in the clobber. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a date or anything like that. Was it, it matching it, uniforms? Yes. How do you know it so that's a, a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dressing like your partner. Dressing like. Hit it. Yeah, no. no that's yeah, a no, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> we've. we've we found something. They here. were. It was. It was a matching. It was lycra and. Oh, they weren't just walking for it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you proof these before we read oh, them? I'll out? Proof it. Yeah, long slow kiss is okay with tongue. No groping and handhold. F me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay in a dark cinema, but not walking at Woolies, Dan. Welcome, Welcome back <laughs> to the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro. Oh, it's, there's and text. There's text. Uh, we're bringing in a man now who is here primarily to talk about rugby league and the magnificent mowing that was on uh, display at Penrith last night. Not grass cutting, mowing. The actual um, turf there out at Penrith looked amazing. But 
Zach Bailey joins us now, and he would have a policy. If there's anyone that would have a, a clear and definitive policy about public displays of affection, I dare say Zach might have one. So, Zach, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Happy Saturday. Gee, put me on the spot, Jen. Yes. Um, calling from the moon by by the sounds of things. This is a bit of a scratchy line. But have you got a – actually, Zach, what we'll do, because it is so scratchy, it's not your fault, we'll call you back in two secs because that line, thanks to Telstra or Optus or whoever is providing it, was no good. We'll get back well, to him. No thanks to them. Get uh, uh, a text the text on the text line. The long, slow kiss. The green keeping rooster. Morning, mowers. There's a couple at my gym who are quite openly happy to display public affection while they oh, train the to gym. the point that after each person has finished the set, they'll kiss or in between sets, have a hug. Now that Great I have a problem. I have a problem with. <laughs> you? Good. You? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I don't even think I could go, go to, to the, the gym F45 with my I just couldn't do it. No. It'd be different. No. You go that 45, I'm going this 45. Hugging between sets? Because then there'll be competition. It's quite competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you, Rooster. <laughs> Outstanding. In between sets. My God. Zach Bailey is back. Zach, how's that? I'm st- am I still on the moon, Jen? Uh, yeah, no, no, us. you're back. You're with us. You're back on Earth. Oh, Fantastic. Sorry, but- I'm, I'm travelling into the office at the moment. You've given me some time to think about this uh, PDA question. Yeah. I think it all comes down to the audience. Okay. If you're over on a secluded Greek island and you're on your own, play on, do what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you're down, and you know, if I'm down my local DY or whatever, I'm, I don't think I'm going anywhere near hand-holding and hugging and all that kind yeah. of jazz. Not even and, a hand-hold. Well, maybe, maybe a, well, here's a story, and I don't know if I should be saying it or not, but in a previous relationship, I was travelling overseas and I thought I was in the clear, and I was uh, holding hands with my former partner, and uh, a couple of rugby league players came hooning around the corner on electric scooters, and I threw her hand away quicker than uh, you can imagine. I can't imagine That's why. That's a great story. I've heard some of those stories. I've heard not your story, but some people that where you walk in, you're having the time of your life, and you go, oop. <laughs> I'm, guilty. I'm so I'm so guilty of it, and uh, yeah, I was literally I was overseas, and I thought I was in the clear, boys, and uh, yep, I dare say I was in the bad books after that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I can't imagine why it didn't work out for you. Because um, <laughs> then, how do you go back to the reclasp? You're like, oh, oh this yeah. is gonna be awkward. How do I get the hand back after Ugh. the people go past? Like, I, oh, Zach, God. why why was there an all of a sudden departure from the? intimacy that was taking place was it because you'd oh look at him he's holding hands with a girl or was it something that was maybe what hadn't been said in the relationship <laughs> it's moving right along no. no no it was all good i just uh i was so shocked by seeing these footy players on scooters and i didn't want to be ridiculed when i turned up at the next media op saying oh i love a boy or whatever yeah. so i'll pussy it out so oh man you live and you learn i, I would have just fought through it but anyway zach we we all have our I'm own not ways a, of it I'm not as dumb as you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Adam fought through it in his 18 years happily married. Well done, See what happens if you had to say to let the hand go at that one point. Yep. Things could have been different. Things could have been different. Yeah. But they aren't, and they happily aren't. so. Uh, Zach, <laughs> footy, um, let's get back on track, shall we? Uh, what'd you make of up close? You were there last night, MC extraordinaire uh, there. What'd you make of Penrith and Para? 
Yeah, it was a pretty epic battle, especially the first 40 minutes. I thought Parramatta started really well. A couple of forced dropouts. Mitch Moses looked like he was in really, really good form. And I guess the tables or the, the tide really turned towards the back end of the first half and in, in the second half. Like Mitch Moses going off uh, at 13-8 down, a huge turning point. But Penrith looked like they had the momentum just before that. And it was all on the back of Nathan Cleary and his return. And I'll tell you what, I asked him after the game how many of those spiral bombs he'd been putting up over the past five weeks. And he said, well, I lost count because the thing is, he said normally he saves himself for the weekend, but he didn't have to save himself, you know, and, and you know, try to save the hamstrings and the body or whatever. So he was just putting them up for fun for his wingers and training. So um, Paul Wunger Blake, I think Nathan Cleary will be living in his head for a while. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. And the problem for Paul Wonga is that the next team, they see it as well. <laughs> I hope Wonga doesn't see a, a, an asteroid through the week going through the sky because he's like, oh, no, I'm going to have to catch this, am I? So, yeah, he's um, – yeah. Anyway, they'll they'll sort it out hopefully for, for next time. Um, a Paragon, in your opinion, what was the body language like at full time for, from them? No, no – a lot of the, tell you what, a lot of the players didn't want to talk to me when I was waiting at the back of the sheds to, to see how they were feeling. Um, I'll, I think a lot of their chances now hinders on Mitch Moses. So it's a, it'll be a seven-day turnaround. So he was obviously, I think, a Category 1 HIA last night after uh, being on the wrong end of a Billy Army kick-out run. Uh, he looked okay when he left the sheds. Uh, Brad Arthur last night said, you know, he remembers everything um, and he's doing okay. But uh, a seven-day turnaround... Um, Look, hopefully he does play. If not, Jake Arthur, who's only played a handful of first-grade games, will play alongside Dylan Brown, who was relatively quiet on the back foot last night. So a lot will hinge on him. Uh, the one thing I will say is Penrith Mills, the, the likes of Junior Balor and Regan Campbell-Gillard, they don't get dominated and beaten a couple of weeks in a row. Um, so I wouldn't rule, uh, rule Parra out just yet. Um, but again, they'll, they'll play the winner of uh, the Storm Raiders game. And both of their packs are pretty, you know, solid as well. So um, a big test, though. And the whole thing for Para, they haven't, they've got the longest drought in terms of prelim final appearances than any other team in the comp. So even like the West Tigers, the Warriors, the Titans, all these teams have been in a prelim final more recently than the Eels, despite the Eels' success. They've had like three top four finishes in five years. It's remarkable. Let's talk about the game. The the Eels will play the winner of this, the Storm and the Canberra Raiders, 5.40 at Amy Park. Uh, the Raiders have won their last four matches there and they come in in really good form. Yeah, it's a real surprise packet with this. I mean, probably six weeks ago, we all said Melbourne were done. And then, you know, even earlier than that in the season, we all probably thought the Raiders were done. So to have this matchup, uh, the Ricky Stewart against Craig Bellamy battle, uh, it's a great grudge match. I, I give the Raiders a hell of a chance uh, to cause an upset here. The only thing I will say is the inclusion and the return of Jerome Hughes is absolutely massive um, for Melbourne. Um, and I know Cameron Munster has been playing fairly decent footy when he's been at fullback in the last couple of weeks. But if the Raiders, I mean, if he stays there this week uh, or today, this, this afternoon, then the Raiders, if they can expose him because he's not a regular fullback, uh, then they might be in with a good chance. So, yeah, like I said, I... I wouldn't be surprised if there's an upset this afternoon. 7.50 at Shark Park tonight. The Sharks take on the Cowboys. This is going to be a big one. Uh, the the winner of this puts himself in a really good position going forward through the finals. Prime position. Yeah, well, yeah. it's great that it's a dry track. Two of the best attacking teams in the comp. We've got Chad Townsend up against his old team, back at his old hunting ground, up against the new Prince 
of Cronulla and the, the Shire and Nico Hines. Uh, I think the Sharks will be too good at home. They've got a great record at home. I think they've won their last eight over the Cowboys. The Cowboys don't seem to travel as well. This is a big game for them. Not even half of their team um, have played finals footy, given they haven't been there for the last four years. So I think the Sharks will be too good at home. Um, but a cracking contest. And, and, you know, well done to Todd Payton and Clay Fitzgibbon in their maiden NRL coaching seasons to finish second and third. It should be another epic battle. What about tomorrow? Um, mm. So, yeah. Mr. Mr. Kick Catch over here for the Roosters, uh, he's got his strident opinion. What about yourself, Zach? These two going at each other again, same venue, yeah. round two. Well, I don't think um, South will be as poor as they were last week. I think Cameron Murray, if he's fully fit and plays out the whole match, he, he's a massive in um, for them. But the, on the flip side, for the Roosters, you know, no Lindsay Collins, uh, no Joey Manu, who can just turn a game on its head, is a big out. I, I think the Roosters, Nick, I think they'll get the job done just. Um, but I think it'll be an, I think this will be an absolute classic. Like, Latrell Mitchell, like, with the season on the line, he's been a little bit quiet in recent weeks. Ever since he basically said to the rest of the competition after their 28-0 win over the Eels, he said to the rest of the comp, look over your shoulders, we're coming, South Sydney's coming. Um, well... They need to come in a big way tomorrow if there are any chance of beating the Roosters, who are arguably the informed team of the comp. They've won 10 straight going into this. Um, I think the Roosters will be uh, just just too good in a really, really tight match at the new stadium. What was the feedback like, punters around from last Friday night with the stadium? Were they happy? Was uh, everyone... I'll tell you what was everyone was happy with, the uh, the happy hour that lasted for two hours that were half-priced beers. That uh, <laughs> Everyone's saying it was a loud stadium. I absolutely know why, because they had half-priced frothies. <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't, I wasn't there. I'd had a few frothies at a golf day uh, last oh. Friday, and I was, watch, I was oh, watching... Hang on. Just, oh. Let me just check the missed calls from Zach. No, yeah, yeah, sorry. No, just, missed there. Yeah, okay, no have, worries. Have you got our numbers, Zach? Uh, no, so, sorry, Jen. So, Adam, I don't know. You just, yeah, you brushed me. No, that's right. I um, I was well and truly lubricated by kickoff last night. But um, from all reports, it was, a, it was a great atmosphere. and It's a great new stadium. And, and you're right. Everyone enjoyed the half-price beers. But as soon as they went to full price, that's all I've heard this week is the beers are overpriced. So um, that's always going to be, you know, chips, hot uh, Hot dogs, pies, they're always overpriced in the footy these days, sadly. But in terms of the footy and the atmosphere, right, everyone says it's a great new venue and, and what a way to kick off the Roosters' um, Rabbitohs finals and, you know, with a match between these two uh, arch rivals. Yeah, the stadium is good. I was there for the Matildas match through the week and the, the noise stays in. It reminds me of Amy Park down in Melbourne. Yep. Like, it, it just, the noise gets trapped and I can't imagine what it's going to be like there tomorrow if we get a close finish, especially. Um, Zach, elsewhere, uh, that garbage through the week with Manly, you surprised? Uh, not really. Um, I mean, they're, they're in, like, a lot of people have asked me this week, you know, who's in a bigger hole heading to next year? I don't know. I, I feel like Manly are almost in a bigger hole than the West Tigers. And I, I know that's probably a big call because, um, you know, the West Tigers are down the bottom and, you know, Tim Sheen, he's got a lot on his plate coming in and Benji Marshall, a lot of pressure on them and they probably don't have anywhere near as good a roster as Manly, with, you know, Tom Trebojevic and, the, and DCE and the like. But just the divide off field, like, if that continues into next year, if there's still a split with the players um, over, you know, the Pride jersey gate, it, it could be a long, long pre-season. So Desi's got a massive job to try and reunite the club 
um, both on field, but also fight the battles in the boardroom off field. So I know you're a passionate Manly fan, Adam. Hopefully it's all sorted in the next couple of weeks or so, but um, it, I, I, I don't see it getting much better quickly. Uh, every day, as you know, you know, one day, you know, Turbo and Tom are, uh, Turbo and DC aren't talking. Then he did a story with Danny Widler and they're, they're sweet. Then the next day, they're breaking bread at Oceans with Jake because, you know, Jake wants to be captain. I mean, every day there was an update on the, on Manly. So the best thing for them is that they can all go away on holidays. They come back refreshed and hopefully it's all sorted by November 3 or 4 when they're back in training. Don't hold your breath. Anyway, um, Zach yeah. Bailey, thank you for that, mate. Have a good day at work. What's on, uh, what's on the radar today for... For Channel Nine, I got a. Uh, I was out there doing yeah interviews for Nine last night. So I spoke to the likes of Brian Toll, Nathan Cleary, Dylan Brown. So a yarn on tonight's news, and then straight down to Shark Park for the uh, Sharks Cowboys. So a busy weekend, but absolutely loving this time of year. Thanks for your time this morning, mate. And uh, yeah, we'll speak soon. And I'll uh, call you for some relationship advice moving forward, and oh, when yeah. I shouldn't shouldn't hold hands, Adam. Yeah, yeah, if, if you want. If you want, I'd rather you call me for a golf day. But anyway, um, we'll, <laughs> we'll cross that bridge. Thanks, Zach. See you, Jen. Hey, uh, just before we go to a break, quick one on the text line. Boys, um, at a yeah, nah, nomination from John from Newcastle. What about Ugg Boots in public? Yeah, it's a Newcastle thing. <laughs> <laughs> I say okay if it's a pop-out, if it's a shop's pop-out. Coffee shop pop out, whatever. No. But if it's you anything, can slide more them than... off. If it's twelve degrees, I get it. It happens a lot. Socks. Down. I mean, I don't want to point any fingers, but the south coast of New South Wales, I've seen it a lot. Like you yeah. wake up early to go surfing, it is bloody freezing in the morning, and you may as well be in comfort and warm before you go and get out in the mm. water. So I feel like there's time and place, yeah. like the PDA. Exactly, Nathan. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back to the Mowers Club. Toro's 100% grass-fed mowers lead the charge. Bing Lee, proud sponsor of the AFLW Swans. Bing Lee, better living every day. An update, uh, Nicholas. Yeah, big Game news. this weekend today. Yeah, big news. Big Swans, addition. Giants. Man Grook. N. Davis. N. D- N. Davis. Assistant coach. Into the coaching staff. Injected in. It's that bad, is it? It's semi-final week. <laughs> <laughs> it's the anniversary. <laughs> Had that something to do with footy it is. this I weekend. Pull the biz- actually, I did, so actually you're, you- I did a little bit. Of, I joined in at training and CEO Tom Harley was out there and we all get, like to get around and help the coaching staff and help the girls out. So, um, But, geez, I pulled up sore. I might need some of those. How are they going to go? So they- special anti-inflammatories. So, yes. <laughs> exactly. I've taken exactly. a lot of anti-inflammatories in my day and they've all been tampered form. Yeah. Yeah. Some people need to crush them up though. Apparently. Yeah, well, apparently. Anyway. Allegedly. So 2.40 today at the SCG. The Sydney Swans take on the GWS Giants, the first derby for the girls. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good experience for them to play at the SCG. Marn Grook at the SCG. It's going to be a good game. Yeah, indigenous I reckon sound. they can win. They've, um, they've, been the, uh, they've been the minute silence for the Queen for the AFLW Indigenous yeah. round. So Conflict. I mean, that's a... Yeah, it's a can of worms that one, but that's just what they've done. So I'm just reiterating the uh, the the official line that's happening out there. But in all seriousness, um, the the Swans' chances against the Giants. Yeah, I think I think they're they're a good chance. Uh, the Giants, 
Uh, the girls played them in a practice game earlier on in the season and were pretty competitive up until halftime. So uh, I've liked what they've been able to do. The AFLW has been good, so I'm looking forward to putting the coaches' boots back on. Clipboard. Off to a Clipboard. break on the Mowers Club. Back in a moment. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yes, and uh, welcome back. And I neglected to mention before the break that that uh, AFLW segment was brought to you by Bing Lee, proud sponsor of the AFLW Swans and supporter of women in sport. Bing Lee, better living every day. GWS and the Sydney Swans are AFLW this afternoon at the SCG in beautiful Sunshine. Foo Fighters, you Foo Fighters fan? Yeah, I am. Mm. I am. I saw the I saw the concert. It's very good. Yes. You see the bit where uh Don't give away too much. Taylor Hawk and Son came on and played the drums. Outstanding. It was all over social media, so now streaming on Paramount it is. Plus. Check it out. Check it Go out. Go to Absolutely. Paramount Plus and check it out. Where one of the greatest lineups in music history pay tribute to one of the most loved bands of all time, which is the Foo Fighters. Um, led at the back there by Taylor Hawkins. The tribute concert now streaming on Paramount Plus. You weren't here before when Gibbo asked me what's a great Foo Fighters song to play, so I've chosen this one, Let It Die. On the way to the break, we've got one more hour on the way. We've got Aaron Finch around the corner live on the Mowers Club. That's exciting. We've got Brett Phillips about a bit of tennis and also Lord Sir Tristan Merlihan. We're back in a moment. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back to the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro. Time to talk some cricket right now. And some news breaking this morning is that Aaron Finch, who is the captain of the men's T20 and one day 50 over side, will step down as uh, captain and retire from one day international cricket, the 50 over type after, uh, well, tomorrow it's going to be his 146th and 55th as captain when Australia takes on New Zealand up there in Canting here on an SEN. And Aaron joins us right now. Finchy, um, Thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, how did this decision come about? Was it brewing for a while or something that popped into your head recently? Yeah, morning, guys. I think it was something that I've been thinking about for a little bit. And the other day, it was just it sort of just came to me. And I, I thought with... Well, my, my original plan was to try and get through to the 2023 50-over World Cup. And when I figured that I, I wasn't going to get that far, I thought that this was... a logical and, and the best decision for the team to move forward and give the new captain enough time and, and space to be able to um, to take the team in the direction that, that they wanted to. What what made you think that you couldn't get there? Obviously, you've, you've been around the scene for a very long time and players go in and out of form, or was it was it something about a, a you know a desire thing to, to perform at the 50-over level? What what exactly was it? Well, it's a combination of everything, I think. There's a few little niggles that these days take a little bit longer to get over, and um, your ability to keep doing doing rehab day in day out, and um, yeah, maybe a little bit of a desire at, at, at some point, maybe subconsciously. It's just one of those things that you, that yeah, just I, I think the timing was right. Aaron, what are you what are you most proud of? You you've captained this side to some some really great performances. Uh, what in your your career as captain of of the white ball teams? Uh, what are you most proud of? Uh, I just think seeing the team grow into a into a world class team, I think it's been something that's that's been super satisfying. I think watching individuals like Adam Zampa and Ash Agar 
grow into the players that they've become over the last couple of years and, and feeling as though you might have had a small influence on that has, has been super exciting and uh, and I guess satisfying at, at times. Uh, from a team point of view, I think in the one-day format, the the series we played against India where we beat them 3-2 after being 2-0 down, uh, which no team had ever come back and, and achieve, was, was unbelievably satisfying as well. So, yeah, just a couple couple little ones in there. Now, this is not the end. It's just the, a full stop on the 50-over stuff for Australia. Your captain for the T20 World Cup. Um, how much do you enjoy the, the leadership side of things? Because things happen obviously so quickly in a T20, but it's it's within it, it's it's pretty tactical. So you have to get your decisions right on it. Where do you feel like you're at in terms of, of being able to do that for the, the T20 squad? Yeah, I feel as though my captaincy is, well, at the moment, it, it feels like it's as, as good as it's ever been, to be honest, on, on, on field tactically. I mean, uh, that, that's a part of the game that I just love. It's the the preparation and the planning and, and all the conversations that you have about the what if this happens, what if that happens out on a, or in a in a in a meeting pre-game or uh, in the lead-up to an opposition and just trying to find ways to implement the right strategy at the right time and it's it's really cool. That's that's part of the game that I love the most. I think. Where do you see that the T20 game going? It has evolved so much for where people thought, oh, it's not going to take off to be you know, probably the premier form of cricket around the world. Where do you think it going in the next three to five years? Oh, it's not stopping anytime soon. It's, a, it's an unbelievable game to be a part of and play. I, I love it. It's uh, frantic. It's hectic. It's, there's opportunities all around the world for guys to, to be able to play and experience different conditions and different cultures and, and playing as a local, playing as an overseas. It's just so much fun. And, and I think that, that that will continue to grow bigger and bigger around the world, I think. Are you going to be part of that as well, um, Finch? Are you going to go on the, the worldwide tour, fill up like a Dan Christian and, and go around and play in 87 different T20 leagues? Or are you you're going to restrict yourself a little bit? Oh, I think I, I owe it to my family to spend a little bit more time at home. But <laughs> we'll wait and see. I mean, after the after this year's World Cup of... of signed up for the Renegade still and um, I'm really excited about that and, and we'll reassess after that after we, we have a little bit of a break and might even find time to go on a holiday uh, which would be nice. You couldn't get the bit of the Colac crew together and kick the footy around down there could you? <laughs> Hodgy, the Buchanan's and that little bit of a crew there and uh, trot out on the AFL field? Well I, I think a few were going to come up but it, it, it was probably a little bit, well they wanted to come up but it was just a little bit too last minute um, but my family is up here. My, my folks fly up this afternoon. Um, my brother and his family got up yesterday night. So, yeah, it would be really cool to be able to play play my last ODI in front of them and, and my wife and, and baby are up here as well. So that's that's going to be a lot of fun. And, and no doubt it'll be a bit emotional when it's all over, but it'll be um, pretty all good. Yeah, well, it sounds like a, a nice family occasion building there tomorrow in Cairns. Um, Aaron, so thank you for joining us on the Mowers Club. And um, congratulations, mate, on a fantastic uh, one-day career and wish you all the best for the T20 World Cup around the corner. Thanks very much, guys. Aaron Finch joining us live on the Mowers Club. And, uh, yeah, he's stepping down as captain, El Capitan, and uh, retiring from one-day international cricket, but will be around for the T20 World Cup. Where tactically last year, um, thinking back at the World Cup in the Middle East, weren't a lot of things that he got wrong. And no. yet... The captain does need to be on top of things because be I mean it, it it changes in two balls. So. Two balls, one over can can swing a result there. Yeah, so um, he got it bang on uh, when Australia took that T20 World Cup crown last year.
Who do you think, uh, Adam, you've been in around the uh, Australian cricket team for a long time. Mm. Uh, where do you think is the next in line for that white ball, 50-over captaincy? Uh, would you give it to someone like Pat Cummins, who's already got so much on his plate? Or is it guys like Alex Carey, there's Steve Smith, Davey Warner, potentially? Where do you see that going? I get the feeling that they want Carey to become a captain. Yep. So it might be a good opportunity for him, but whether or not they feel that he's ready. It wasn't that long ago that he captained Australian A, a squad and Alan Border came out and went the, <laughs> the full hit on him in terms of how he was getting it right tactically in that game. So I, I think they see, because let's face it, if, if Cummins goes down, yeah, okay, they've got Smith back in the, the arena, but they like Travis Head, they like um, uh, Alex Carey's captaincy role. So it could be a very good opportunity for Alex Carey to step and up. You sort of see as well, Alex Carey, his place in the side is pretty stable as well. And, and Pat, so, yeah. Cummings, Pat Cummins plays a lot of cricket around the world. Whether or not he's going to play all the 50 over stuff. Which is probably not anyway. But he, I think Alex Carey, he also took the uh, Australian side over to the West Indies. Mm-hmm. And you know when they took that second string side yep. at the end of our summer and he captained there. So he's got experience. But... Wasn't it interesting that Aaron Finch's the best part of the game for him is the leadership stuff? Like That's coming a hard up with thing. Preparations, like yeah, and people would have thought, oh, what if when he was in the 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 form slump, oh, what if you take the captaincy off him? And sometimes that that doesn't mean it might even make him even work. Like. I think they didn't take the captaincy off him because he's so good at he's it. He's so good at it. They're like, oh, but that's normally the first thing. Oh, if he wasn't the captain, just take the captaincy off him, and then there won't be as much pressure on. But I think listening to him speak there and, and watching how he goes about um, building that team up and leading him, uh, I think he was absolutely the best captain there. Did you? I liked when he said, um, "I owe it to my family to, uh, you know, maybe take a break from cricket for a while." But he would definitely be going around the world. I also owe it to my family to make some money earn $800,000 for three weeks or something. <laughs> I absolutely owe it to my family uh, to do that. Uh, you might have heard, you know, uh, Tim David got added to the uh, 20 yes. over World Cup squad. Now he, for the last year, has pretty much been living suitcase to suitcase, just traveling yeah. around to different competitions. And Kyron Pollard, who's the West Indian guy yes. who missed out on the Big Bash draft in Australia... He looks like he's going to be playing in the UAE in South Africa at the same time. Just like choppering back and forth. So like he's getting back and forth. Fly mm. in, fly out. So he's like one night he'll be playing in the South African league. In high and, and then the Emirates. <laughs> in like, Kalgoorlie. I mean, how, how crazy is that? Like coming from a team sport like AFL, Nick, like I can't believe the cricket sort of got to that, but I can as well. Yeah, that's where it's, that's that's where it's, it's going. going. Finch could easily... One or two more years going around the world earning. T Twenty was oh the hit and giggle. What's going to happen here? This is not going to be anything. The bowlers are just going to hate it because they're going to get planted Smash. over the fence. Yeah, but it's become a game that I don't know where the fifty over game is going to be in a decade. Yep. Yeah, it was a shame that you know the ODI Super League that happened. It's sort of been on the last sort of cycle. Zimbabwe were out here. The Netherlands played England. All these associate nations were playing con- good countries around the world. That has now been scrapped. So you'd think that if there was going to be anything to make way, it's the bilateral ODI series. Uh, on the text line, 0457736736, we were talking uh, PDAs before Nick brought up his ENR yeah. about people on the Esplanade down there at Cronulla yes. in matching gym gear holding hands. Yeah. I, I, it's, 
Worst place for a PDA, writes AWDC. Being stuck on a train from Town Hall to Katoomba and a middle-aged couple from Town Hall decided to give one another a tonsillectomy (laughs) and a full-body massage at the same time. Pack train, nowhere to run, painful. Totally agree with Nick in big, bold letters at the end there. Thank you. I agree with him as well. Yeah. Uh, Some advice as well from a mowing perspective here on the text line. Unnamed, make sure you get that grub protection down, fellas. Six months protection can save your lawn from being decimated. Correct. Decimated. Where are we at with the five rules to – So I've had – I've gone the first mow. Yes, I've done that too. Have you aerated? Yes. Today will be – because there was a bit of rain around, so I didn't want to put the weed and feed down. So, so this, the weed so and feed's going down today. Okay. Yeah. So we're at step three. Yeah, I'm at step three too. I might do mine tomorrow. Weed, tomorrow morning. Weed to the feed. Weed to the feed. And one last one as well. Uh, no shoes in the shops to buy us from Newcastle. Yeah, That's, I'm all for that. And this is a public service announcement to everyone out here there. Here we go. This is so important. Have we got this some is, kind of like horn or something this like that? Or like this is just, a public service announcement. Hang on. Here we go. Gibbo, you're not too sure about this one? No, it's thumbs up. He's got it. He's waiting. Public service announcement for the whole of society. Anyway. What? I love it. Love it. You you can't just say, oh, yeah, let's let's pull this sound effect. Mark would have. Mark would have. He's a bit sensitive this morning. (laughs) No, he's not. Um, (laughs) Public service announcement. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen out there, it's yep. time to start preparing your summer feet. It's early September. This it's is the early time. September. Your, your feet have been in said Ugg boots and whatnot. You've been, they've been on carpet. They've been in socks. Unless they've been to Europe and they've posted 83,000 pictures on Instagram. Yeah. You don't count. You don't count. In all of this. But you've been here. You've, you've suffered through the winter. It's time to start just, even if it's just walking out the front, to check the mailbox, whatever you need to do, just little bits every every day. Build up to it. Just build up to it. Just bare feet on the concrete. Just mm. Build your summer feet up. Summer feet. You can also, when you get home as well, because you know how it's hot, it's really hard to replicate that hot surface on a mm. summer's day. So when your car, you've just driven, say you've driven back to your place about an hour or whatever, <laughs> you get on top of your car, get on top of your car, <laughs> on top of the bonnet, bare feet. And just see, you've you've got to work up to it. Yeah. So you know, maybe one day you'll do. You're not you're not doing do the full fire, seconds. Nigel Smart fire walking. No, but... you're not doing the fire walking. So start off start off strong with the 15 seconds. Then yeah. tomorrow come back do the 20, and then just build up to it, and you'll yeah. be fine come summertime. You've got to get your summer feet. It's imperative. So don't don't just go and be a hero and do a 3k run on gravel. No. <laughs> build First up, up to it. Slowly build, build up, to, up it. to it, so that by the time you get to December, when we f- get our first 30 degree day, you're not. Walking across that warm asphalt at the beach going, oh my God, <laughs> I'm going to die. Or f- in you your full wetsuit. Too. Yeah. Or in your full wetsuit with your surfboard having thongs. <laughs> That's hand. where it came from. <laughs> That's where hand. we got to. What are, they, what are they called? They are called, it starts with K and it ends in K. They are kooks. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back to the show. Time now to talk some tennis. Thanks to GLG Green Life Group, leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. It's Brett Phillips talking about the US Open. We're uh, early in the third set of this semifinal between Francis Tifo and also Carlos Alcaraz and the Spaniard who played until about 100 o'clock the other night. 
has turned it around. He's one set apiece and up a break now. Um, BP, pretty impressive from the youngster who seems destined to win a Grand Slam very, very soon. It could be in a couple of days' time, the way things are going. No doubt, Adam. I just think this guy could play 24 hours uh, straight. He just does He does not get tired. Well, he doesn't show it on the outside anyway. Um, yeah, significant... Uh, break and then a hold for Alcaraz to start the third after uh, clawing his way back after Tiafo took that first set tiebreaker and look we're already at the two hour mark so this is the sort of quality we're getting after the five hour epic a couple of days ago this is men's tennis um, you know this next breed of about a dozen players who are all going to be competing for trophies over the next you know 10 to 15 years guys uh, they're going to be producing this sort of level so you know tennis is in uh, brilliant hands, I think, on both sides. Um, but gee, it really has opened up on the men, and uh, we're going to get a new, uh, a new U.S. Open champion and a new world number one. BP in the broader sporting world, are the tennis players undervalued and undersold on their athletic ability? Because I challenge anyone to go down, buy yourself a Yonix racket, go and play a set of tennis against a mate, and then try and walk the next day. These guys are <laughs> unbelievable what they are able to do. <laughs> No, it's a, it's it's a, it's a good point, uh, Nick. I mean, I think you know this this day and age, yeah, the the physic the physical side. I mean, there's, there's one thing to teach, you know, technique and uh, how to play the game and uh, game plans and everything else. But if you can't go the journey uh, physically for three four hours, and these guys, I mean, they, they're going at full tilt constantly. They're not just tapping it around, having a little uh, Sunday session. They're uh, they're going at absolute full rap power and. Uh, it is incredible, uh, the athleticism of the modern player. But, you know, look, in Alcaraz's case, I mean, when Juan Carlos Ferreira took him over at 16, he obviously had already had this really good junior pedigree and now it's the next step. So they've done two things. They've built this game style, but they've built this body uh, that is just just going to hold up for, um, you know, I mean, he's, he's sort of got the body of a sort of 27, 28-year-old who's been doing this for 10 years on the tour. So that's how scary he is, for example, that, you know, he can just go and go and go and doesn't look like easing up. So, yeah, it's it's full on. Um, yeah, it's brilliant to watch and probably is it probably is underestimated in some quarters. Well, that's where the comparisons come with uh, Rafael Nadal because I, I there's probably one or two others BP, but I, I can't think of too many other 18, 19 year olds who looked mm. as physically ready at that point other than Rafa and this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Blinken, you sort of go, yeah, it's Rafa take two in, in so many ways. Uh, you know, he's, he's followed Nadal in terms of, uh, you know, work ethic, uh, the way he trains, he trains exactly uh, the way he plays, and that's how Rafa, if you ever go and sit courtside watching Rafa train, it's full on match practice. It's not just, uh, you know, having a little uh, a little tap around. It's uh, it's full on sets and it's um, sweating it up and it's match conditions. And that's how Alcaraz uh, trains as well. So he's he's learned from uh, one of the great best, uh, learned from one of the greats, and in how the best to prepare. And you know, the thing with these two guys and Yannick Sinner as well is that they've surrounded themselves with great experienced minds in tennis. So it's a full team around them, coaching, strength and conditioning, the psychology side of it. And yeah, they're destined for um, you know, a lot of success, particularly yeah, Alcaraz. Uh, I think out of this gr- this group, he seems to have that just that incredible quality about him that sets him apart. The women's final is set uh, and the Combatants are ready to go. How do you see the women's final taking place, mate? 
Well, I think it's going to be uh, a great final, uh, Nick. I mean, Oms has got so much to play for, and she's capable. Uh, this is a back-to-back, uh, back-to-back finals for her after um, you know losing Wimbledon when she was the favourite against Ray Buckingham, and she would have learnt a lot about how to handle that occasion. And I think she's certainly got the game that can take it up to Sviontek. There's no doubt about that. But you know, I think Eagles sort of got better and better as the tournament has gone on. Didn't come in. In, with that invincibility at the start of the year and not that there's a target on their back because everyone wants to knock her off because she's been so good this year, 56 and 7, the win-loss. And, you know, she's a great finisher. Um, you know, a bit like a team down by five goals at three-quarter time and she just comes home with a, like a steam train uh, and peels off four or five games in the blink of an eye and you know, takes the ball so early. Uh, but Ons has got incredible skills. So, it's a, you know, I mean, look, I, there's... Part of me that thinks that Shabor's ready, you know, ready to take uh, Sviontek. But I think we might have a classic three-setter uh, for the women's final, which we, which would be brilliant. And, yeah, obviously the winner of this match will take on Casper uh, Ruud, who uh, he's convinced me every match he's played this tournament that he can actually win the title. I mean, you probably had him down maybe third or fourth line, but his forehand today was simply devastating. And his backhand has improved a hell of a lot. And, well, if Alcaraz uh, stumbles here and doesn't get through, he's the guaranteed world number one. But if Alcaraz gets through, they're not only vying for the title, but the winner is the world number one. So it's a, it's a great finish to the US Open. Yeah, sets it up uh, very, very nicely. BP, thanks for the update, mate. And, um, yeah, enjoy the rest of the weekend of the final Grand Slam of the year. Indeed. Thank you, gents. Brett Phillips joining us. Uh, thanks to Yonex, 76 years of performance tennis product crafted in Japan at yonex.com and a few extra ones required by Nick Kyrgios after he obliterated two of them <laughs> when he walked off the other day. Now, after the break, we are going to request the presence quickly of yeah. uh, Joel Cain. We, we, we want to press uh, His uh, horse has just been nutted by about half a head in the race. opener of the highway at Rose Hill. So a big moment ahead here to wrap up the show on the Mothers Club. Thanks to Toro. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yes, welcome back. Text on the text line 0457 736 736. Joel Kane still can't bring himself to come in and talk to us after his horse, King's Trust, went came ripping down the outside at Rose Hill and literally came from second last to get beaten half a head in the time-honoured highway at <laughs> Rose Hill to over the program. But for those that want to invest next week, just wait for the next highway. Yeah, Kings exactly. Trust will be in it. Exactly. Uh, what have we got on the... Uh, the Dirk. Hi, Mowers. Love mm. the show. Thanks for the support. What's your opinion on no shoes or shirt in the supermarket? That's the first question. No shoes, fine especially in summer, it's actually quite lovely. It is. Walking into the shops. Nice, cool. Hot day. Oh, feel that on your summer feet. Summer feet. But wear a shirt. Come on, man. Really? Yeah, wear a shirt. Got to, you gotta, you got to whip a shirt on. Let's keep it cordial, shall we? Really? Let's, mm. yeah. Hey, I'm happy with no shoes. No shoes mm. is fine because we've spoken about getting your summer feet. But no shirt depends on what sort of mm. rig you're rolling with. Um, and, or worse, singlets on an aeroplane. You don't need a singlet on an aeroplane. It's 18 degrees, controlled environment. Why would you want to wear a singlet on an aeroplane unless you're trying to give tell everyone, everyone a look where at the you're gun going? Show? And but tell everyone where you're going. Bintang might give it away. <laughs> <laughs> Bintang singlet. I'm going to wear my favourite new singlet that I got. So, Dirk, I. So, where do you lie with all that? I'm 
I'm fine with no shirt and no shoes at supermarket. No shirt at the supermarket. Just can't hold hands. They <laughs> <laughs> can walk around. Yeah, not, you, you, hang on. You're not going in there pushing a trolley going, you're not doing every aisle. Yeah, it's in for a quick couple of things. It's not a, it's not a full weekly shop. Gibbo, how do you feel about it all? Sorry, I was picking in the uh, pump-up song. Yeah. What are you talking about? You're talking about singlets wearing no, singlets no in the shoes, no, no shoes in no the supermarket. Oh, that's fine. If you live on the beaches, no shirt the in beach, the supermarket. Nah, put a shirt on, mate. Thank you. That's singlet on an airplane. Yeah. Singlet on an airplane. If you go on a Bali, you have your bin hanging. <laughs> singlet on, you have mm. your Marlboro Gold hanging out of your mouth. <laughs> if it was the eighties or seventies, but yeah, the, the hair done on the beach. Oh yeah, you've got the braids. Braids are in. You've got the sleeve tattoo as well. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, know where a singlet's not on a yeah, singlet's no on singlet a plane. on a plane. Well, if you go on a bar, even still, if you go on a bar, we know you're going to bar. You yeah. don't need to like broadcast it to the world. Are people getting Europe? um? Are people still getting cryptic messages tattooed on them in Japanese? Is that still happening? I, yeah, think, I, think, no, I, I think I think I think there's been a twenty years ago. Yeah, I think that's all sort of come down when some people misspelt some things and they thought that they said things that they didn't really think. <laughs> what about like numbers or, you know, Roman numerals on your arm? <laughs> Nicholas? <laughs> <laughs> What's the two stand for? It, it, that's not, it's equestrian. Huh? It's an equestrian jump. Equestrian jump. Equestrian jump. jump. <laughs> oh, yeah, it looks like an equestrian jump. <laughs> nice. No, that was my number. Number two? My, yeah. That was two. two. Yeah. There you go. Rooster yeah. Man. Gibbo, even better, park behind someone who just parked and jump onto their bonnet. Just make sure they're not in the car. Gibbo's advice yeah. for getting your summer feet. Make sure you get there. You've got to warm them up. You've got to think outside the square with oh, these really? things, guys. You know, you can't always just... Uh, you can overthink it. Really? <laughs> just use Nick's tip. Walk to the letterbox. Walk to the letterbox. Put your bins out. Day. you just got to... you got to... you got to... Yeah. 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 Build up to a little it. Bit of mo- little just bit of, on bit concrete. Of, bit of warmth. Yeah, warmth. fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, please weed this what about weekend, the then wave? feed. Hang on. Please weed oh, this sorry. weekend, <laughs> then feed next week. Sorry for talking while you're interrupting. Um, <laughs> oh, you never do that. <laughs> <laughs> Not at the same time. Mars, it comes in the same bottle. Exactly, Mars. <laughs> it does do it. It's like two it, in one. It literally says on the bottle, it's a yellow bottle, and it says weed mm, feed. And we've never worked out. We asked some of our lawn experts, and we'll start to do the rounds with our lawn experts in the next few weeks once Adam leaves, um, and we've got to <laughs> fill some time. Uh, but how does it pick and choose between the weed and the feed? It's like the two-in-one hair, like the pretty shampoo impressive. conditioner. How does it? It's amazing. It is Scientific. impressive. It is impressive. So anyway, it's, it must be some chemical reaction, like when you put ice cream in a Coca-Cola. Boom. Or ice magic on a ice cream on ice. Yeah. That's so good. Do you, I haven't done that for ages, and I think I will. Do you go through the whole process that you're advised to do and put the ice magic in the microwave for 30 seconds? Yes, yes. To do it? Absolutely. Yep. If you're going to do it, do it properly. <laughs> when it comes to ice cream, I take no shortcuts. <laughs> when it comes to dessert, Nicholas takes no shortcuts. I had a Kit Kat McFlurry the other day. Did Very you? Impressed. Yep. Caramel yep. sauce? Uh, no, no, chocolate. Yeah, well. Chocolate hot sauce, thanks. Okay. That's my go. Um, better than the disappointed... That the oh, actually, I'm going to yeah, no, nah, McDonald's. Oh, well, they're two go to McFlurries. What they're sponsors? Yeah, weren't you meaning uh, Red Rooster? <laughs> <laughs> no, they can learn from this. Their two go to McFlurries are Oreo mm-hmm. and M and M's. M and M's. Their specialty ones are so much better. 
all the time. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Crunchy. But that happened because we had the, we always had the Mac McDonald's standard burger, and then they would bring in the new specialty burger, and everyone wanted them to stay. And now there's seventy eight thousand burgers to choose from. That's all right. Except as long as you can still choose your go to, which is the cheeseburger. I just hate it when if I go there for a thick shake and the damn thick shake machine's not working. That is disappointing on many fronts. Still not over it. What's on the Savo, Gibber? Uh, oh, I might take it easy because I've got a big game. You have got a big game. AFL, Nick, I oh, need yeah. to score a goal. I promise. I've, I've yeah, I'll show you some mates, highlights. Do this. <laughs> I've told all Impress my mates me. that are coming down, I have to kick a goal. So I'm, I'm going to lay off the well, – I might have a few tonight, but not heaps. Yeah. How am I going to kick a goal? How am I going to – it's, it's going to be scrappy. It's not going to be – Mate, just do a box kick, a snap. A snap, yeah, okay. That equates. Just get the around the corner. Yeah, yeah snap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, tip. How, what are we going to do? I go straight. Go straight. Go straight. Do I just go up front? Do you mean, uh, yeah. Get yourself in line. Between the ball and the goals, put yourself I in that line. You know. And I reckon people in that game would be able to kick like 30 metres. So just be 30 metres in front of the field. Oh, mate, uh, 40, 50 at least. I can. No, you can. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> when it, when they're kicking to you. Yeah, okay, sweet. Well, hopefully I'll score a goal. But yeah, I'm going to play Is Elbow Elbow playing? Is Elbow playing? Uh, nil Nilby. by. Nil by Elbow because of. Well, he's in England. Oh, he's too. Awesome. We're packing these bags. Anyway. What are um, you doing, Silver? Did you answer that? Weed and food. Weed and food. I'm off to the AFLW. There you go. Sydney over Gold Coast to overcome the acquisition of Nick yeah, Davis on the coaching guess. staff. Absolutely. Blinkers first time. What's our uh, pump up? <laughs> I don't want to say it. Queen. Had to be. Had to be. Had to be. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thanks for your time on the Mowers Club. We will catch you next week in some way, shape, or form. We will. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.